There's a Sean Connery quote. Some age, others mature. Fuck you, Sean Connery. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fuck off, Sean Connery. And some die. Sean Connery. I'm so glad you're dead. I already said <laughs> yeah, podcast, keep, You but... can't keep saying this on our podcast. <laughs> it's not a threat if you say you're happy that someone died. He's not dead, is he? Yeah, yeah he died. Yeah, he last he week. died like, a few days ago. Oh, yeah. wow, a few days ago? Yeah. Wow, I didn't hear about this at all. I feel like I heard about it, but I also feel like I thought that years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Books. This is a book that came out in uh, the year 2000. The third book in the series is the longest book in the series in my books. In the novels, write the book in the first book. Books. In the uh, books. Books. The fifth book is about to come out. Two books. And in the books. He does that in the books, too. How beautiful, how oh, glorious for us to come together with our hands <laughs> on this Veterans Day. <laughs> give, give them one clap. I'm saluting mm-hmm. all veterans of the, the Blackwater. Yeah. <laughs> which, what, which veterans? Is there anyone left? <laughs> yes, any, any veterans need someone to fuck their wives? <laughs> <laughs> give, give me a call and I will be, I will be there within the day. Um, I mean, my dad... Eh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? What were you going to say? <laughs> I don't know. How, what counts as being a veteran? Like, if you have been to an actual war, I'm going to say. Yeah, I think you have to be, like, actually fighting, like, right? I so was a lot in of people the are, like, military, technically, but I don't view myself yeah. as a veteran, just because I did, like, basic service. Yeah, okay, so no one's allowed to fuck my mum. Um. <laughs> <laughs> my dad is not a veteran, therefore. <laughs> my dad isn't a veteran, he's just an idiot. None of you are allowed to sleep with my mum. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's your mom's very choice, Very good to Jess. know. Yeah. I was afraid I'm gonna have to sleep with your mom someday. <laughs> Everyone is, but you don't have to. It's fine. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> it, look, okay. Service, nobody, nobody will call me service. a card. I would have done it if I had to. Like, if that would have been the service I need yeah. to thank, provide. Thank you for your service. Yeah, that's what it means. And I, I, I would have taken no pleasure in it. <laughs> Good to know. Wait, no, so, come on. The revolution comes and the and we're all looking at the job tech uh-huh. board in our middle of our town, and you know you're reluctantly signing up to fuck veterans' wives. <laughs> mm. yeah. That's the service that I'm volunteering for. It has to be done. It has to be done. Yeah, it has true. to be done. The the wives deserve it, and the veterans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where's my fucking veterans' wives' pension? <laughs> Mi- yeah, no, military wives are the real moves. Oh, uh, yeah. Ooh. But they're terrible. They make bad movies where they sing. Um, okay. Let's <laughs> <laughs> start the podcast. All right, I'll introduce the podcast. Okay. Hello, and welcome to A Song of Babies and Puppies, and A Song of Ice and Fire reread podcast for people who uh, respect wives and milfs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My name is Kay, and I am cloyingly sweet, but very strong. <laughs> Hi, I'm Chaz, and I, I'm tasting these crisps, and ooh, that's an interesting flavor. What flavor are these? Oh, it's fear. <laughs> my, <laughs> hello, my name is Janos, uh, and I'm just bits of brain and bone. <laughs> <laughs> are you getting all pulpy? Are you turning ooh. into a weirwood tree? <laughs> Oh, fuck's sake. 
my god, I did not read that as Starting so early. symbolism, but sure. Uh, hi, uh, I'm Rainer, and I only feel, truly feel alive posting or podcasting. <laughs> Same. My name is Emmanuel. Hand gauntlet, blood pool, car door. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. God, what a... What a beautiful normal day to podcast. I'm Yeah, a regular schedule. Oh, Nothing is day. off. Yeah. yeah. I mean yeah, the, the day that we record this won't affect our upload <laughs> schedule at all, is the thing. Yeah, it'll still be late. It does affect, it does affect the energy, because I don't know if anyone remembers the last podcast episode, but it had particularly I I feel insane energy. Whereas today everyone's calm, yeah. that's the day yeah. we're not gonna talk about Kaz mm-hmm. being Dragged backwards into gay hell. The calm after the storm, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I just had a very normal day today. I had to go to the police because someone was using my bank account to launder money. So. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wow. Wow. What? It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Like the regular police? Yeah. They handle that there. Yeah, that's that's who does it in Germany. They actually do things for you? They actually do that. They were... Wild. Look, ACAB, but they actually d- were pretty cooperative on this one. I mean, if if, if money is the victim, you know, then... <laughs> oh no, they're yeah. making the money sad. Oh no, the money's <laughs> sad, <trying>. yeah. <laughs> the, the point is, I had a very normal past, like, 24 hours since I found out that something's wrong. <laughs> and took care of all of it so my point is because of this and because of um, us recording a few days earlier than usual not much news uh, going not on. much news there is some yeah. news from the big man though there is some words directly from from the guy from god directly from <laughs> god rr martin yeah <laughs> yeah so george had some like very boring takes on Joe Biden that I don't want to get into. <laughs> also, he loves he loves FDR and JFK. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, he also gave an update on being back in Westeros. He does say... Well, I do want to just say, he says everything about the campaign Joe Biden waged confirms the fact that this is a good, decent, and intelligent mm-hmm. man. What campaign were you looking at, George? <laughs> yeah. What campaign did he wage? I didn't want to get into it. Point out the campaign, George. <laughs> were you, were you watching right. the same campaign as me, George? He didn't see the finger-sucking photo, apparently. <laughs> no, he liked that part. That was good and decent. <laughs> he was like, damn, but damn, that's know, a, I love this. That's a man of class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he saw when he, like, shot a dog, and he was like, we need more of this. He said, finally, there will be 70 dogs buried under the White House. <laughs> No. The country is returning to normal. <laughs> Nature is healing. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Um, why is he posting, like, I feel like he's posting a horny campaign song here. Okay. No, just uh, some babes, you know. We know he likes <laughs> So, okay. He's a, bo- a boobies man. This know? is the... Um, oh, I've heard that. This is the post that Emmanuel mentioned where the campaign is, shows he's a good, decent, and intelligent man, and the he he attached a song where he said he brought to mind the classic democratic hymn that was FDR's campaign song and later used by JFK, LBJ and many others. Then there's a video called Happy Days Are Here Again 
in the cover photo is just like six women <laughs> sitting on uh, whatever. So I'm um, listening to it. It's basically just like show tunes with different black and white photos, like a screen, like a. Oh, we love that. Just a PowerPoint presentation <laughs> of different, different old ye olde, remember the fifties or whatever kind of shots. Damn, that this is our god. <laughs> there is a woman in a in a swimsuit on the beach holding a skull. Big. Just like like you did like in that. the in Big. the sixties, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't get. I didn't want to get into this, but what do you mean, George, by happy days are here again? And then he says, I feel that the next few months will be very hard to transition, the most bu- brutal of my lifetime, but come January 20, it will be over. What? It will be, smile. Smile. Everything is going back to normal. It'll be over. George writing at brunch. We will all be drinking our fruit soup in peace uh-huh. at brunch. And it Who's will the be guy that said, like, last fine. night that... It, there will be a smooth transition to another Trump <laughs> president. <laughs> Trump, <laughs> another, because <laughs> like, what's his name? Fuck, uh, I don't know. Some I don't know. Shit. Yeah, I'm sure it will be fine. I just don't know what he means by uh, by January 20. Like everything that's ever been, everything that's been bad last year will be over. But you know, good for you, George. I guess if that. If that puts if you in the right life, mindset yeah. to finish a book, I'm okay with mm-hmm. it. But more importantly, there's the other news that he starts with. Sometimes I do get the feeling that most of you reading my posts here care more about what is happening in Westeros <laughs> than what is happening in the United States. Yeah. Uh-huh, really? Okay. Yeah. Look, George, I don't live in the United States. Don't get <laughs> my ass like I that. I do live in Westeros. <laughs> Literally, like Westeros is yeah. basically exactly as far away from home. me as the United States. Like... <laughs> Yeah, to be real, America might as well be the moon to me. You know, Westeros is the same. Yeah. It's fine. Um, but yeah, he says his continued to work in the winds of winter. Um, it's, he's not done. It's a big book. Uh, I write a chapter at a time, a page at a time, a sentence at a time. It is the only way. Sometimes I rewrite. Then he says, of late, I have been spending a lot of time with the Lannisters, Cersei and Tyrion in particular. <laughs> okay. You had me in the first half, I'm not going to lie. Hyped for, hyped for Cersei, I'll yeah. say that. Um, More Cersei I chapters. Tyrion, I hope that Tyrion is suffering in all his chapters. That's just my wish so. for the future. Uh, maybe he's been happy. spending time with Tyrion because he's considering how to kill him the most painfully. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rotating it's because it he loves Tyrion, we know Tyrion. why. Uh, he also paid a visit to Dorne and dropped into Old Town so a time or three, so that's cool. And he says he okay. has rewritten some chapters, including stuff he uh, read out at cons uh, or posted as uh, samples Ooh. online, which honestly to me is encouraging. Like the fact that he's yeah he's in the stage where he can rewrite chapters he wrote, he wrote ten years ago. To, to me shows that he's very cl- he's uh, much closer to uh, to actually having a polished thing at some point mm. <laughs> I agree it's good. he's going through uh, the Elaine's chapter and just making uh, Littlefinger have a heart attack yeah <laughs> immediately <laughs> and then dying he's trying to polish what's the what, what the most effective way to do that is I think <laughs> Is listening to us and and what like, people don't yeah. like Chora and Littlefinger and Tyrion. <laughs> then okay, better write them out, you know. Yeah, thank you, fans, George. Fan services, everything. <laughs> thank you, George. 
Also, he posted for Veterans Day poem by Rudyard Kipling, which is very problematic of him. I don't love to see it. Uh, oh, is it? Is Rudyard Kipling cancelled? I don't know anything. Oh, he was super racist. Yeah, he sucks. This guy's name is Rudyard, so... Yeah, come on. I mean... (laughs) Rudyard Kipling voted number one British poet. That's enough to cancel someone. (laughs) Oh, for sure. If Britain likes you, you've done something bad, for sure. Oh, my God. Yeah, everyone always votes for the fucking if poem, and I hate it so much. Every time I read it, it makes me want to scream, and I'm like, why would you choose this out of literally every poem that exists? Um... (laughs) And I'm just saying that's the, not the fault of the form, it's the fault of poets. <laughs> yeah, poetry is good, but to like poetry, your brain must be twisted. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's fine, I'm the joker, baby. I'm just noticing okay. this bit I, I forgot about in this in his blog post about the progress he's making. He also says, I was really on a roll back in June and July, but then he suffered a gut punch in early August that really had him down for a time. Who punched him? Who punched him? Who punched you, George? And another for different reasons in early September. What's going on? Aww. I mean, in early September, I mean... NFL season started. We know that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's got to be it. Someone's ringing on his doorbell and just punching him in the gut like, every few months. <laughs> you got to stop him. Is it when they wouldn't let him build his castle? Was that the... Oh, my God. People, yeah, saying it was about yeah. like when he fucked up his Hugo Awards thing or whatever. Yeah, some people uh, are yeah. saying that. <laughs> Which, come on, George. <sighs> At least you feel felt bad for it, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm not trying to like line up the line this up with anything and try to see what was like. It could have just been some personal shit. It could also have been just it's yeah. It probably... could have been something he didn't post online that we don't know. Everything yeah, about probably. His life. No, that's impossible. We know everything about him. Wouldn't he tell us? <laughs> George, you, you can tell we me. Follow George, every piece of us, news, right? literally. We're your family, George. You can tell us. All right, that has been the news, I think. Thank you, George. I think that's been the news. Thank you. Yeah, I guess just George news this week. That's okay. Just very short news, which is very unusual for how it's been going for yeah, look, sometimes a few months. Sometimes there's a drought in news. Some would say that's every week. No, the news is, the news is good. You're, people love the news. People are always messaging me saying, I just love the news on your podcast. It's Everyone's saying it. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Honestly, that is it. most of the feedback we get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah, but I don't see much else. Like, I'm refreshing on news again, but the the only thing I like, George Simpson reports on this thing on the Express, but it's just the same. Oh, well, apparently, in in his George George Simpson article, apparently he uh, quotes, respected a Song of Ice and Fire expert, Brendan Beefish, who has posted an extensive analysis on the blog update, where he believes that Martin is really and truly is finally reaching the end. Well, okay. he's not, he doesn't have access to George's brain, you know? He's he's like <laughs> a poster. He's, he's poster, not an expert yeah. in George law. He just reads the books a lot. <laughs> he literally, but literally what, what Brendan Beefish, what's his real name, Jeff, is saying here is just like the same thing, basically. We already <laughs> read out of George's post because we're not stupid. Like, he also just saying that, yeah, he seems to be pretty close to the end because he's already like rewriting old chapters and like 
moving things. Jeff about. doesn't. He doesn't even read the books that much. I've read the books more than him. Like <laughs> get his ass many times. <laughs> then why is he an expert? Why is everyone listening he has a to bunch this of asshole? Patreon followers. That's he's it. on the yeah, He's an expert because he he named himself after one of the characters on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Gay one. He's just fucking kidding. He's a moderator. He was a moderator. He he still is a moderator on Reddit. Yes. Wow. Wow, Reddit. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow, your mom lets you moderate. That's so I, cool. I really wonder if, <laughs> if George Simpson actually exists uh, and or if it's just Brendan Beefish posting under different <laughs> Nobody has such a boner for that guy than George Simpson. That's true. <laughs> Let's uh, talk about the book. The, the fucking yeah. subheader of this Go article back. is the Winds of Winter author George R. R. Martin is looking close to finally finishing, claims a widely respected A Song of Ice and Fire expert. I don't respect him. A Song of Ice and Fire people I do not respect. Yeah. He's, he's on right, a watch list for me. Anyway. Let's get into the chapters, I think. Let's do chapters. This week we read Sansa 6, Tyrion 14, Teen. and also Sansa 7. Hmm? It's the Blackwater episode, everybody. Again, Blackwater episode two. Yay. Before we get into it, so, like, y'all were just like, this book sucks (laughs) last week. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I still stand by it. How did the second batch of Blackwater stuff Mm. strike you? Tyrion didn't die. (laughs) Worst book I've ever read. Yeah. (laughs) Well, he doesn't die in the other ones either. No, I mean, these are good chapters, of course. Like, I, I did remember that the end of this book is pretty good but mm. like i don't think it fixes overall the problems i have with the the entire rest of the book like of mm. course I, I still think this is gonna be the weakest of all the books and there's some like really high high points i still think that like the second davos chapter is one of the best chapters of the <laughs> series so far uh Mm-hmm. Davos has such good and bad chapters. The boom and bust potential <laughs> is wild. It's not his. It's not his fault. I love him. Not, He's a good character. Fault. Yeah. Mm. I guess like I don't know. The thing is, is like I've read. Like I said, I've read the book so many times. Yes. That the Davos chapter. I don't. The boat names just like don't right. bother. Like, is that the only problem? Is just that the battle is confusing or takes too long, and there's too many boat names. Yeah. We can't relitigate the boats. Yeah, it's just boring. It's just boring. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not exciting for like a cool ship battle. It's just too. Yeah. I don't know. He, he seems weirdly like distanced from what's going on. Like he's Mechanical. like he's in a in a helicopter and is doing like uh, like reporting on it from from press uh-huh. view. The news five helicopter. He's football commentating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's like, like, this Tyrion chapter is very, it feels very visceral and it feels very much like in Tyrion's head and you sort of, you understand what Tyrion's feeling and you sort of feel his fear and it, and in contrast to the Davos chapter, it just feels like very, very different mm. um, okay. in, in like battle descriptions, but you know, right. it is what it is. What it is can we move it? on to the new chapters now? No. We can. Well, what do you want to talk about then, Emmanuel? <laughs> the news. The news part two. Back to the news. There's news for us. This is your punishment. <laughs> Have I got news for you? I do. No. Hey, well, Reiner, you know, you know who has news? It's the Cattleplacks who are like coming in in oh. a few minutes and telling everyone in the Cersei's uh, ballroom in uh, in Megos Holdfast what is going on. Like they're 
they are doing new segments yeah. for everyone. Oh, only for Cersei, actually. Like, and Yeah, just for- <laughs> they're like Shakespeare messengers, like in a play. Yeah, exactly. in Vampire and- Times, you only got a new segment if you were very rich and wealthy. <laughs> yeah, they walk in and they say, there's a, there's a, a museum opening up in... Uh, Did you hear? Uh, Did you hear George is building a castle? <laughs> no, I want Emmanuel to finish his joke. Have you ever been to the college's bard college in Whitehold? <laughs> Great job. Skyrim courier joke. Skyrim All joke. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Skyrim joke? Okay. The second one in the, the series, I think. Yeah. And the first one was just saying that, that there's a game named Skyrim. So I have... Not classic. played any Bethesda game ever, so oh. they're all the same. Everyone's played Skyrim. <laughs> this is crazy for you to say. I don't cancel me for never having played any of Todd's. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that's PAs. the thing we're gonna we're gonna cancel someone over. Yeah. My dad's been playing Skyrim. <laughs> no, the chapter. <laughs> well, he's a veteran, you know. <laughs> Every time he comes in, he's like, "Explain to me how this thing works," and I'm like, "It's really not that complicated." <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's go. Uh, Says the chapter. Yeah, so they are receiving uh, war news while they are having uh, actually a really nice dinner, as uh, as far as yeah. it sounds. I take issue with calling apples with nuts and raisins a salad. I guess technically it is, but it's just apples with, with raisins and nuts. No, it's, it's an salad. apple salad. Well, there, I'm okay eh. with that. Is there, what if there was also... Is like there a if, vinaigrette? What? It, if it has a vinaigrette, I'm going to say I'm going to allow it as a salad. Okay. That's a salad. It's a tasty dish. Yeah. So they're having tasty dishes. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to repeat like what uh, news they're getting. It's just a recap of what we uh, already know. Uh, most important piece of information is that uh, Joff is uh, kept out of the fighting. Cersei uh, obviously asks how he's, how he's doing it. They're saying, oh yeah, like he's, he's walking on the walls and uh, encouraging the, the, the soldiers and inspiring them from afar. Cersei at this point is pretty drunk, although yeah. Sansa Sansa mentions that she's pretty nice with it while being drunk. Like yeah. The red face kind of makes her more beautiful for some reason. Cersei is such a... Cersei's drunkness is like the most... I don't know. I don't know how to put it. It's like Cersei has like that specific drunkness, I guess. That that is just like Cersei drunk in my in my mind. <laughs> Hmm. What? <laughs> okay. It's like it, I guess what I'm gonna I'm I, I'm gonna say is that this is like this uh, her being drunk in this chapter and just being like extremely her, like mm. being like everything she she's been in the past few chapters already, just like even more so and like even more deranged. I guess is it just really it just really stuck with me. I guess since I first read it. Mm-hmm. She's like somewhere between. She's like mixing several different drunk energies. Yeah. Here. One's like yeah. your crazy aunt. One's <laughs> like mm-hmm. just some like college girl mm. at a club, <laughs> and like I don't know, a, a, an axe murderer. <laughs> she's mostly just mean to people. Like it, it brings out the mean side <laughs> even more. That's that's the only effect I think really. She's- She's she's out having fun. I think. Yeah. I think she's just you know vibing. Mm-hmm. She's a uh, you know girls just want to have fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
She looks hot as well, so she's fucking smoking hot. Yeah, she's all dressed in white with a red face. I wonder if that means Mm. anything. And she has eyes of wildfire. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. God. You guys would get so mad when Emmanuel points out the colors. (laughs) (laughs) I am always underlining the colors and rotating them in my mind. Every color means something. Yeah, so uh, Cersei's drunk... uh, Everyone's having having a nice meal, and there is clowning going on to lift the spirits. But for some reason, nobody is really in a good mood because of all the you know wars going on outside. But there's jugglers, so it's fine. Yeah, you know, when you have jugglers, it's not that bad. Yeah, it's such a funny juggling routine that he does. Is it in this chapter or the next one? That's in the next one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think we then we we'll have more to wait for that. details in the next one. Yeah. Spoilers, Moonboy does a juggling trick. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for the symbolism in Moonboy's juggling. So <laughs> You're gonna get so mad. I mean, he does hit himself in the head a bunch of times. <laughs> so uh, Cersei and Sansa are uh, starting to have just a regular, you know, woman to young woman chat about gender roles and what's gonna happen should mm-hmm. the city fall mm-hmm. to all the people? And Cersei's really, you know, nice and sensitive about everything she's saying. Really not trying to, to scare Sansa in any way. Or She's putting trigger warnings ahead of all of the things she says. Almost <laughs> verbally abusing her, yeah, and, and scaring her mm. needlessly. So, like they talk about, okay, when, when the city falls, like uh, it's not going to turn out good for the people in here. Cersei is starting to tell the story about when she was, uh, like her and Jamie were children, they would swap places, but then when they grew up, like they had to fulfill their gender roles and how stupid that is. And she would rather be out there fighting too, instead of like sitting in here with all this, these frightened women. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, she, she doesn't like to not like being in control of her, her own life, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Cersei really just always likes to say feminism, but only for me, I think. All other women are fucking stupid. Yeah, exactly. Gender was a bad because I have to be a woman and being a woman is bad. Yeah. 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 All women are dumb except for me, which is why I should have been a man because I'm not dumb. Yeah. Unlike a woman. Oh, you're so close, (laughs) honey. (laughs) Yeah, me and Jamie looked the same when we were children, but my dad still gave him a sword. Mm-hmm. And not me. I also wanted Damn. one. Mm. Give Cersei a sword. I also want a sword. Yeah. Literally, it's like <laughs> it's, it's sword. like big book, a song of ice and fire, and like mm. th- tiny yeah, book, a song so of ice and fire. Cersei had gotten the sword. Would it be that? I feel like it wouldn't be that much. <laughs> it wouldn't be good if tra- if Cersei had a sword. Yeah, <gasps> I think so, it would be is good. Is it saying that? Cersei and Sansa aren't actually like foils in any way. Mm. It's actually Cersei and Arya who are foils. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Absolutely. Ah. Yeah. I mean, and a foil of... is a type of sword. Yeah, a foil is okay, a type yes. of sword. <laughs> Cersei and Arya, I'm thinking about it. They're. Well, I mean, well, the way it is is like Arya goes with Lyanna and Lyanna goes with Cersei. Yeah. So, like, that's the yeah. kind of connection. And uh, Arya mm. is also like foil for Sansa in a way, so. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's all connected. Mm. Yeah. I'm drawing, drawing the dots, the literary dots. Yeah, this is why A Song of Ice and Fire is so good because. Connecting the strings on the cockpit. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we read that article last week how science determined this is why it's good. <laughs> wow. These characters have things in common? Yeah. What the mm. heck? <laughs> An elite team of mathematicians have determined that the characters have connections with different characters damn that's exactly damn. why i like the book how did they know <laughs> maybe they should write the last book yeah it actually if you if you map it out it actually makes a, a perfect uh, geographical shape and that's why scientifically this is a good book Ooh. Ah. yeah it turns into a transmutation circle and then... <laughs> <laughs> to be to be real for a sec though like i do think there is that like nerd way of enjoying shit where you're just like memorizing things and it makes you feel smart mm-hmm. 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 and this series has that but it's it has like a deeper level where like there is all obviously like world building info that means nothing or like but there's no there's enough to it that like it's not just rote memorization you're like actually you're you're actually smart if you recognize it yeah yeah well, it's it's just I'm not even like, <laughs> I, I'm and I'm not even really trying to like dig on like, oh like just knowing a bunch of shit doesn't make you smart. It's like, but there is like, I don't know. There there is dots to connect. Yeah, that's I just think the character work is very complete and is quite complicated, and you can get a lot out of like thinking things through in a sort of literary way as opposed to just like a law way i guess i think so yeah i think i think it's more interesting the specific connections and like parallels or whatever that like individual characters have towards each other that's like more compelling than like just the pl- just the sheer number of how many characters there are like that nobody yeah. cares if there's like right. a thousand or two thousand characters that are named in the books when like most of them are just one-offs you know yeah, it's like like that Fire Emblem video that Brian David Gilbert made. Uh-huh. <laughs> just like every fucking Fire Emblem character and they're all the same. Yeah. But it's like if that, but all of them had like interesting dynamics going on and, and stuff to actually dig <laughs> through instead of just like data points. Fire Emblem has a ton of inter- interesting character dynamics going on with each other. So I have only played three houses. I don't know. Yeah. I've only watched that video, so... <laughs> Look, three houses, is, three houses is pretty good. There's... Um, three. Hubert and Ferdinand become, become husbands at the end, so that's good. Mm-hmm, they do. I've heard this. Everyone says this. Yeah. Alright. Chapter. Alright, chapter. Spoiler uh, for Fire Emblem. Three houses. <laughs> wow, chapter. Uh, wow, chapter. Alright, so they have a regular chat. Sis and Jimmy talk about how they were having a lock as children. They also talk about, like, class stuff, not just gender roles, too. Yeah, like how the, the mm. servants and the, the people outside in the city will even have it worse. Those inside, because the high honor worth a ransom and might be, you know, treated, treated gentlier because of that, if they're lucky. Yeah. Cersei mm-hmm. mentions Shay again, which I'm sick of this now. Yeah, she points out she uh, mm-hmm. uh specifically like without knowing who she is but yeah uh-huh. like that. Mm, great i'm sick of shay 
That's what George said. Mm. <laughs> yeah. George does get sick of Shay eventually and is like, I'm just going to write her out. All right, casually. I'm done with you now. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Cersei, what Cersei is sick of is uh, people who are trying either to flee the city or get into the hold fast. So she has a few so see, would-be... She's sick of fake bitches. Would-be traitors uh, executed and like put their head on spikes and she's giving this sounds of the lesson that uh, like in times of these the the people need to be more afraid of of you than they are of the enemy and uh sansa has a cool thought of well if i'm ever queen uh, i'll make uh, i'll make them love me mm-hmm. interesting hmm. i mean sansa's clearly right here because cersei's thing doesn't make any sense if the people are more afraid of you than their enemy, then they'll just go to the enemy. Yeah, right. Like, that's the thing about Cersei. <laughs> they are already afraid for their life. Like, uh, if yeah. you get caught, we'll kill you. It's not really, like, a threat. Yeah. If you're expecting to be killed in the fighting or in the sacking of the city. Yeah. I think that's the, like, biggest thing about Cersei. Like, we'll... And we'll see more more about this when we get her POVs. But she, like, states everything with such certainty... As if it was like mm-hmm. an incredibly clever mm-hmm. thing that like as if it was a great own to say, yo, people need to fear you, not love you. Love is for fools. Like she's, she mm. states all of it with, a, with such a big certainty and none of them make sense. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, the, not, it's the Tywin school, you know? Yeah. But she yeah, has just very no tiring. like actual uh, philosophy that, that, that is like mm. actually coherent or that actually like works if you think about it for it. Three seconds, I mean, it's, the, it's kind of think. kind of the big theme, right? That the Lannisters try to rule through like power and yeah. fear, and the Starks are trying to rule through like loyalty, at least, if not love. <laughs> loyalty they've earned <laughs> over over a long time. Is is <laughs> is May a foil for Cersei? Who? 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 <laughs> she... Oh, our friend May, who needs to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> who just She's says things to... with certainty but if you actually think about it it doesn't make sense at all God. <laughs> may roll through fear I mean we're so afraid <laughs> oh may is, is a foil to us I think so yeah, yeah think. We're, may we're the ones who, who make people love us because <laughs> we understand and she doesn't <laughs> God. Uh, imagine if she ever hears this she will. She, she listens, listens to all of them. Now. I'm so sorry. I'm not sorry, May. If you come on the podcast, the people will love you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the only way. But yeah, and this is this is Cersei's downfall, really, isn't it? In the end, is that, and just she does it in this chapter when she's like, "I want Joffrey to come back," and everyone's like, "That's just gonna fuck everything up," and she's like, "No, <laughs> I don't care." Yeah, she's really, really. There's a weird thing at the at the end that I think we have to discuss about that how much she cares yeah. anymore at this point if she's really only caring like for herself and, and Joffrey at this point and like, pretty much no one else so uh, after uh, they are finished with the, with the meal uh, a lot of the people uh, leave again for the sap to you know get some praying done because what else you're gonna do the people who are left they get some music they get like, all the classics of Westeros lore sung to them and Sansa starts to cry because of the Sad songs and also the fear for her life. The war, I guess, the yeah. Murder, yeah. And so is kind of making fun of her and oh, like uh, you're really great at uh, like uh, uh, save those tears and and directing for Stannis that 
uh, he might spare you or something like that. He also suddenly accuses her of treason and Sansa is freaking out of like, no, like I was so secretive, she can't know. But the treason that Cersei means is only uh, that Sansa has been praying to the old gods and that can only mean that she has been praying yeah. for like Rob and uh, like the enemies and not for them. Mm. She's only doing mind treason. Yeah, she's doing, she's yeah. doing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's doing so much treason in her brain right now. I kind of wondered what the fuck Cersei is. I guess she's drunk and she just doesn't make sense, but it's like pretty wide that she's like, oh, you, you, you've been treasonous by thinking, by wanting Stannis to win, right? No, yeah. I didn't. Yes, you did. You did treason. Yes. <laughs> she just, she doesn't let you did treason it. by not, not liking us who, yeah, like are abusing yeah. you. Yeah. It's, it's kind of wild what conclusion she's, she's making here. Basically, every Lannister has pointed out, like, hey, you don't really love Joffrey, and it's not a surprise to us. <laughs> so I feel like that's kind of treason just by itself. So they kind of all Especially know. Cersei, who is like, uh, love doesn't exist, only fear. Like, mm-hmm. what what do you expect from this girl, that she's really loyal to you? Or... Again, she's she's quite drunk, and she also forces Sansa to, to drink a whole cup of rather strong like spiced wine, something like that. Uh, because next she's gonna tell her, next she's gonna tell her why Sailin is really here, and that is that. Uh, like, should their loss be be imminent, then uh, they will execute Sansa just to not have her given back, given back to to her family or uh, fall into Stannis's hands or anyone like. Kind of, if 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 I can't have her, like no one can, and just as a last, like fuck you to everyone. Which might mm-hmm. still begs the question, they are also keeping her alive because of Jamie, right? So like, if they I guess no one no one would know really maybe and could say, Okay, it's was in the battle and no one knows how she died. No, I mean it Cersei would also be dead in this scenario and Cersei kind of only wants Jamie like for herself. Yeah. So if she's yeah. dead then she, Jamie she, dying she doesn't, doesn't care if she's dead. She's like Yeah. Yeah. Jamie is a is a possession that she has, and it's less about like wanting to protect Jamie beyond herself. <laughs> yeah, which is fucked mm-hmm. up. That like she if if she's dead anyway, she'd rather have like a, a little bit of revenge on this innocent girl instead of like her brother having a, a chance, a bigger chance of survival. I think it's like I'll I'll kill Sansa to make them kill Jamie so that Jamie and I can be dead together. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, why should Jamie I get think to that's live? what it is. He gets a sword and to be alive. Fuck no. Yeah. Damn it! Yeah. Yeah. Like that. That they came in together and they'll go out together, <laughs> crushed by rocks. She doesn't want to risk that uh, Jamie fucks anyone else. That isn't her. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and he he loves fucking so much. Like she says that in the chapter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she tells Sansa she's like, I just happen to know that my brother loves fucking a lot. Don't. It's his favorite thing. My brother who joined a, a celibate uh, like <laughs> order of knights at sixteen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please ignore how often brother... I talk about my brother fucking. It has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, Sansa, you'd never. Your brothers never tell you about how they like having sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I mean, none of Sansa's brothers have had sex yet. Yeah. Speaking as uh, someone who used to be a teenage boy, that doesn't. That doesn't. <laughs> <stop me. laughs> 
you from talking about how much you think sex is awesome. Um, John has never been horny up until yeah, few, that's true. A few chapters. He's he's like, I just love to be a knight. John yeah, would get furious if you accuse him of having had sex as a teenager. <laughs> I would never do that. Create a yeah. bastard couldn't be me. I would rather die. Theon definitely like talked a lot about. Oh, oh that yeah. one is fuck to We've everyone. Yeah, yeah. Theon? I think just Rob would slap his shit if he said it around Santa. True. Theon talked enough about it should. for all of them combined. Everyone yeah. was like, "Okay, I'm yeah. sick of this." Theon, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Theon, I get it. She's a weasel. You're into oh. that. Whatever. <laughs> 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 I just wonder if if Theon talks about fucking a lot, why does Bran still believe that it's like men laying on top of women? It's just planking. I don't know. We already talked about I guess, that, but also Bran, he didn't talk about it in front of Bran because the one time he did, Rob said, "Not in front of my brother." Oh, okay. He's baby. You get you you. I, I give you this one, George. <laughs> Maybe John doesn't wanna. I didn't want to fuck because it, it, all he knew about it was uh, what you heard from Theon. Uh huh. What is he doing with weasels? That doesn't sound very enjoyable. It's not interesting. <laughs> That's honestly very understandable if Theon yeah. is like your only metric for it. Uh-huh. What a shitty son. I, I will hate to oh, feel damn. sorry for him in a few chapters. Couldn't be me. Yeah, so sounds a very, very regular dinner with some entertainment on the side and nice talk to her to her mother-in-law yeah end yeah. of chapter end of chapter end of chapter any Pretty. notes for this chapter i just wanted to point out the one line that to me like exemplified the absurdity of the entire situation which is and it's a callback to the last chapter but it's like when when she asks where joffrey is then one yeah. of the cattle blacks answers, the king's with my brother at the horse, flinging antlermen into the river. Yeah, I was thinking, like, that sentence, yeah. if you had no so context, she's happy with that, <laughs> would be absolutely wild. And it's like, and she doesn't, like, she just questions. She's because, just like, okay, good. Yeah. Sounds good to me. No, she's she's bothered that he's, he's uh, in a place that is under assault right now, but mm. he she doesn't second uh second second question how do you say it second guess she doesn't second guess why he would be just like flinging i think she knows about didn't it they say, didn't they say in the Tyrion chapter that he he said like my mom promised me i could do this yeah. oh my god what <laughs> you the fuck you're so sympathetic child happy yeah it was like a, a, a few days before that they they captured these guys right yeah because War is hell, right? We talked about this, but and also it has been different times. This is, but this is still pretty fucked up, right? That they would, that Lannisters are doing. It's pretty fucked up, I'll say. Sure. Yeah. This doesn't sound like normal wartime procedure to just let a child fling real humans into the river or the water. Naked humans with antlers nailed to their head. They say at some point that, like, they let him do it at a point where the the trebuchets like have done the work basically or they don't need them mm. also hey Which, speaking eh. of foils mm. the flinging people with a trebuchet versus sweet robins making people fly is that something oh, mm. yeah. like, like boys <laughs> I'd say things. that's something 
one and wanting <laughs> things to fly. Yeah, yeah. But, but like they're both like very f- fucked up little boys, I guess, in in ways that are from like you know they both had a very bad familial situation mm. that made mm. them kind of fucked up mm-hmm. and. And their moms are like, "Have fun doing murder, my my dear Super sweet boy." Who like thinks it's just literally making people fly, and Joffrey's like, "I love to murder." Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah, true. the thing with Sweet Robin is like you don't really get to see what happens. You just see that a, a person disappear yeah. down yeah. a yeah. hole. Yeah, he might not grasp what this really means. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, at least viscerally, but for sure, like I think the parallels there. Yeah, they just. <laughs> Poof away, yeah. Bye. <laughs> yeah, and they are not like nailing stuff to their heads before <laughs> yeah. they throw them out the moon door. <laughs> I think Joffrey is a few years older, so just feels like a more developed version of the uh, "I want to make him fly." I guess. Yeah, true. They're both sons of ice queens. Yeah, of course. Oh my god. <laughs> mm. We all know this. Mm. Wait, how is why is Cersei an ice queen if her eyes are wildfire? Because the wildfire is green. Mm. <laughs> no, no, that one doesn't make me say mm-hmm. Fire. <laughs> I'm not anxious. Uh, I mean, it's kind of a bit to get into right now, but <laughs> like, and the other thing is, is that the like an icy figure can usually like the others have like eyes that burn. Thing things that are green or blue eyes. So I understand it. Uh. No, green isn't really ice, but oh. it's like damn it. It is like it's just the like it's the weirwood basically. Oh yeah, cuz the okay. I don't know. We can talk about it later. Cuz <laughs> the bl- the black water fire was the weirwood mat, so the fire is the weirwoods. Okay, that's fine. I just saw the images chess posted in uh, Discord. What, what about the one I posted? Did you like that one? I, 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 I like that one. <laughs> Let's talk about this because because this is, I guess this is the theme of this episode: figuring out what a foil is. Uh huh. Um, and in this image, Chess posted it has a main character, Miss Sherry, and its foil character or her foil character, Jack Rockeroo. Miss mm-hmm. <laughs> Sherry is forty, a school principal, disciplined, committed, cares for students in their education. And responsible for students' grades and well-being. And Jack Rockeroo is 38, a jobless guitar player, undisciplined, a freeloader, cares for rock music, distracts students from studies, cares only about winning a rock contest for selfish gains. Are these, like, actual famous literary characters? It's School of Rock, baby! Oh my no, god. No, they're okay. not. Okay. I guess it's School of Rock, baby. It's School of Rock, yeah. But they just put, like, clip art instead, which I think is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen Is the character in the movie's name Jack Rockaroo? No. Um, I don't know. He's played by Jack Black. What so if Jack he is yeah, played what if Jack, Jack Black yeah. was a kangaroo? <laughs> that would be a good movie. I have not seen School of Rock. There is I did probably not... a movie like that. Wait, you haven't seen School of Rock? It's so good. I haven't, and if if I had known, like if someone had told me that the main character is named Jack Rockaroo... <laughs> <laughs> I would have probably watched it already. Okay, that's not his name, but this is very obviously meant yeah. to be School of Rock. Hey, well, thank you, Chess, for You're welcome. that. Now we know. And There's also a different image that just gives two examples of foils in literature and film, and the first one is Cain and Abel, and the second is Harry Potter and Draco Malfoy. So. <laughs> They're the two. 
Yeah. What if Harry Potter killed Draco Malfoy with a rock? Would that be fucked up or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. I've, I've never read it, so might as well. Could. In my mind, you know? Has anyone ever mentioned how Kane I think that's that what being foils means, right? That yeah, one foil kills the other with a rock. That's, yeah. Yeah. that's the formula. What yeah. were you saying, Chaz? About what? When? About Kane and Abel. I'm just saying, has anyone ever pointed out that Cain and Abel is kind of fucked up? <laughs> I mean... It's a little bit twisted. It's an early Bible story, so like most of them are kind of... Rock, just weird. fucked up, man. I mean, that's fucked up, but what's even more fucked up is uh, why, like, Cain and Abel's dad preferred Abel to Cain. Like, it's... Yeah, I just have Cain. a better son sometimes. It's like one of them was giving... I think uh, Abel was giving him a sacrificed lamb or something he was killing animals and Cain just gave him like berries or whatever and he liked Abel more because he gave yeah him that meat. dad was like fucking Jordan Peterson on his on his <laughs> own meat diet yeah have you ever considered what if Cain just had fucked up vibes or was bad to be around hmm. uh, Abel you mean Cain, Cain is the murderer so I would say yes the one he probably does yeah. yeah I think the story is about how uh, whenever you establish agriculture, you become evil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's true. Okay, Tyrion time. Oh, Tyrion time. Tyrion's oh, hey. here. Did you know that there's another chapter? Oh, wait, why did I say it happily? I was just so happy to move Is on. this really, like, what we talked... Hello? Did we finish talking about the Sansa chapter yeah. already? I think so. I don't think there's that much to say in it. There's more to say at the end of the second one, really. Yeah, I think they kind of work better. Yeah, I think we should talk about them more after we uh, we talked okay. about the second Sansa because like stuff about like Sansa's character or whatever that that is cool that it, I think makes more sense after having talked about both chapters. Okay, uh, I'm gonna pee real quick so I can do my recap. Okay, <laughs> I really hate when they draw Tyrion like this. Like, I, I feel like. Do you prefer the naked one? <laughs> <laughs> the buff one. This reminds me of the one that had like the the like Roman Reigns looking guy. Oh, with like brawn in brawn yeah, in the yeah. background of the mountain man. Yeah, with the goatee. Yeah, exactly. This, uh, this one gives me the same vibe. Mm. This is better than the goatee one, though. <laughs> what if he had a goatee though? <laughs> back. What if he bit his lip with a goatee? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I think my point was that this Tyrion looks too epic for me. He's, would you debate Steven's universe with him? I would <laughs> I not. Would. I love to debate Steven's universe with people, so I would step into his boudoir and debate Steven's universe with mm. him. <laughs> I have also not seen Steven's universe. I think that's the best way to debate it. Oh, that's true. It's got it's got some... I mean, I think it's a really it, good show. Yeah, I heard it's good. I like it. I I probably like it. Like I liked Adventure Time, so I probably like Steven Universe too. It's 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 solid. It's got some interesting things to interrogate. But anyway, let's. I'm cutting everything out. Let's go. Let's not de- debate Steven Universe. Let's do it. <laughs> Tyrion asked me to, so now I have to. <laughs> I would love to de- uh, destroy uh, Tyrion in a debate. Yeah. Ah, you couldn't. Mm-hmm. You couldn't. He's never read marks. What does he know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So Tyrion time. Tyrion time. Tyrion would be the like conservative lecturer destroying liberal student. <laughs> yeah. Or SJW student rather. I I don't know, but 
Uh, but who's he? Who's he attacking? Who's he destroying in this chapter? Mm-hmm. Uh, we pick up with him. They're leaving the the Sally Port right now. Uh, he's got his men behind him, and they're going to uh, relieve the King's Gate because their Stannis's men are trying to batter it down with a ram. So he commands his guys. Podrick is there, and Tyrion tries to get him to go back, but Podrick says no. So he just says, okay. They go, they clear out all the dudes on the ram, they, like, fight them, they disperse them, they look around, and Tyrion says, let's go to the mud gate now. So they go to another gate, and they fight there, there's a bunch of fire all over the place, they fight some dudes that are trying to get onto the shore from boats and stuff, he is, like, he gets the battle fever. Yeah. Which is... And then the this part's kind of funny because like he says I have the battle fever and he he's talking about how he's like tireless and he's he's all he's in flow right now you know he's got uh, he doesn't feel any pain and he's just uh, everything seems all slowed down and it's easy and he's just going in but the funny thing is is that he says like oh I'm I'm in this mental state where I'm not thinking at all and I'm not feeling at all and I'm just doing. But then he, there's this long paragraph where he's like, Jamie taught me, told me about the battle fever. <laughs> and then he describes it in like a very conscious way. <laughs> it's like, yeah. wait, I thought you're right now you're supposed to be just blanking out and like in the moment, but whatever. Yeah. Practice mindfulness terror. And so you can do battle fever better. <laughs> <laughs> So there's some more as hell stuff. There's like fire all over the place and and rocks raining down and blowing up ships and explosions and men dying. And there's a knight that tries to surrender to him and uh, hands him the gauntlet, which is like the token of submission, but it's still got his hand inside it. And Uh. Tyrion realizes that he's in a puddle of his own blood. Uh, (laughs) He just throws the hand back and rides away. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) he didn't (laughs) and then uh balon swan who was like already out here he was in a different group he joins up with his men with Tyrion, and he points out to Tyrion that there's something interesting happening at the mouth of the river where the chain is and that is that there's a bunch of ships that are all locked together and uh stannis's men have like locked them together with grappling ropes and shit and they're using the (laughs) broken ships and fiery shit as a bridge to get across, because I guess they just didn't want to wait to be ferried. <laughs> and Tyrion's like, well, that's pretty fucking metal. Let's go kill those fuckers. Yeah, it's like, wow, this 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 one absolute mad lad who is, like, riding across with his horse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they ride over to the the foot of the this makeshift bridge. They charge him, and... It gets, like, it just becomes chaos. Tyrion's thrown off his horse. He's on the decks, and he's fighting people. Uh, He, like, loses his axe, and he picks up some whatever to fight. But then he gets thrown into the water. Uh, He takes off his helmet because it's full of water and blood and shit. Uh, There's, like, a man, one of the antler men probably lands, like, right next to him and explodes. (laughs) It's pretty fucking wild. But right now he's helmless, and then the boats like shift and shake and he's thrown back into the water and he's like struggling and fighting 
doesn't know where he is and then he hears uh somebody shouting like hey take my hand (laughs) (laughs) bro definitely take my hand it's not a trick (laughs) <laughs> yeah, come over here, I'll help you. And Tyrion is crawling towards, uh, and it's Mandon Moore, but he's holding out his left hand. Why? And then... What could this mean? <laughs> Maybe what? he's left-handed. Yeah. Maybe he just has a left hand available. This being the reason that Tyrion realizes he's about to be murdered is fucking stupid to me. <laughs> pretty funny. <laughs> I think it's sort of partly instinct as well. He's like, something mm. feels wrong. I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it either, mm. but it is funny, because like... Even if he wasn't about to slash you with the sword in his right hand, he still has a sword in his right hand that he probably doesn't want to put down to help you. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, he reaches out, they grab hands, and then Mandon Moore, like, slashes him across the face and uh, right below the eyes, across his entire head, and Tyrion's, like, fucked. I don't know, he just gets, Ow, uh... Face. Yeah. His head spun around as if he'd been slapped. The shock of the cold water was a second slap more jolting than the first. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's almost like cold and electricity are linked. Anyway. Hey, how how does Tyrion smell with no nose? <laughs> bad. Bad. Pretty, yes, pretty bad. Yes, get his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Got him. He's a stinky boy. <laughs> I guess he's also a foil for Reek. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I just can't smell it because Reek smells bad. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, Tyrion's back in the water and he's like very badly wounded and he's struggling to get onto dry deck and then Mandon Moore is standing over him and he's about to stab him in the throat but then he is flung off the side or some shit. I don't know. What happens? Oh yeah, Mandamore vanished with a shout and a splash. The boats are like mashing together again and then someone is there and it's Podrick and he says You be careful. I don't know. <laughs> That's not <laughs> he says, you, you have Be still, my lord, you're hurt bad. And uh yeah, Tyrion thinks it's Jamie for a sec, but he's fucking passing out. Mm-hmm. And then the chapter ends. Hell yeah. And Tyrion dies. I think for a a Tyrion chapter, this is pretty good because we barely get like any real Tyrion stuff in it. So okay, I have I have a controversial opinion to bring up. Okay, do you guys think that this chapter is too much like the first Tyrion battle chapter? (laughs) Kind of, kind of does remind me of it. I think it's like oh, you mean the one in the yeah, yeah. the one where he yeah yeah yeah. He reenacts that weird spoiler thing. Yeah. Like, it's not mm-hmm. only super similar, like, it's bringing up no new themes in regard to how similar it is. So I'm like, what's the point of this? Mm. He's like, oh, I'm getting battle fever. Oh, the battle is all I care about <laughs> is the murder. Oh, I'm turned 180 degrees. And oh, it doesn't even matter what side people are on when the war is happening. You have already told me this, George. People, yeah, but he gets betrayed, the, so it's the, fucked up. The yeah. battle I mean, fever thing is new, because another one. It didn't, like, say it explicitly, so I don't know. You could probably assume that he had something similar. But, like, that one, he was more, like, afraid and also, like, mm. worried about what his dad was doing to him. He had something about, like, adrenaline rush. Yeah, he, he seems more, more like, 
on the offensive here like in the first one he really just tried to survive it's also a book apart and in this one he's like he's leading the charge yeah. and again, at least in in at least in his mind he's like uh hacking people down left and right which might be a little bit like biased of how cool and epic he really is but he did that in his first one i think uh i mean he does say like his own killing was a clumsy thing in the uh the two kings guard that are near him are yeah. making it into yeah. a dance and they're... they're so nice with it and he's also like fighting against a lot of just archers and not mm. not knights in like full armor yeah but i do think that like i don't know if this is a Tyrion thing or this is a battle chapter thing because because to me also like chapters that just describe battle also like kind of tend to read pretty similar in a way that i'm kind of like starting I mean, to this this one is a callback on purpose like for sure right yeah to that, yeah because so. he turns 180 degrees and walks away <laughs> yeah the the i didn't cover that but the he gets all confused and he thinks the battle is switch mm. sides because he thinks stannis is crossed but really it's his dad and the tyrells <laughs> It's always just your dad, you know. Damn it! <laughs> the one time he doesn't think about his dad, he's actually there. <laughs> <laughs> I do need to like. I was going to if we weren't gonna record today. Uh-huh. I was gonna like go back and do a you know a comparison directly okay. between those two because there is that. There's even a moment where uh, Tyrion says he should have turned back. He thought riding on. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I underline that. That was kind of a Theon moment from Tyrion. Damn, I shouldn't mm. have done this. I think I'll keep doing it. Yeah. He was like, wow, no chance and no choice, am I right? Mm. <laughs> 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 but I think I'm trying to sort out my feelings in real time here, but it does feel like an intentional thing of George to do that, you know, we have a POV character that is someone who's like, ooh, he's famous for his brains, not for his fightiness. What if we put him in a fighter situation? Wouldn't that be fucked up? And then he's like, you know, there's like this mix of him feeling a little epic with the battle fever, but at the same time, he still like tries to show how a fight is just disorienting for someone who isn't like Mm. a fighter type. Or even for a fighter type person. Yeah. I don't there there is like something I would say that like during these kind of battles or whatever yeah. that we lose a little bit of the voice of the character. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Mm. Which I don't mind cuz I don't like Tyrion's voice. I do also want to <laughs> kind of bring up how realistic we think it is for Tyrion to be so successful in these battles. <laughs> cuz like someone calls him Sir Knight in this and I was like, "Wait, Tyrion's had like zero training at any of this ever. How is he doing this?" Some, well, I mean, no, he's in like full plate armor, armor that is, yeah. yeah, like looking really epic. And he's on a horse. And, yeah. And the guy is all also dying and lying in his puddle of blood. Yeah. No, I mean, he like chops up like at least five guys, right? Yeah, he chops up five some guys. people, but he's riding on a horse. <laughs> he's riding on a horse with a big battle axe. Like, I mean, he's he he's talked before about how he's like, his arms are like. You know, they're probably weaker than, like, you know, an average knight's, but they're not, like... He's not, like, weak. You know? I don't know. And it's also described, like, one one of the guys he's fighting is is literally just an archer who is stabbing at him with an arrow. (laughs) So, 
I mean, the, the guys who were holding the ram and then a bunch of, of uh, archers who have probably just no armor at all. And they're also probably He's not a... used to, like, trained with, like, trying to fight someone mm. who's, like, a lot smaller than them. So maybe mm. that sort of throws them off as well. <laughs> He's got a smaller hitbox. <laughs> He's playing... Uh... Yeah, it's like the, the, the halfling barbarian build in, in TNT. It was, like, really yeah. overpowered. Oh yeah, where you can some point. in D and D. There's the funny halfling thing where you can just slip through someone's feet, <laughs> and you can just do that <laughs> always when you're a halfling, uh, even if you're just like if you're like not a fighter type. So I imagine like that confusing them a lot. They're playing Goldeneye, and Tyrion is on the character that is a dwarf, and uh, you can't aim in that game. So like, and he's shorter than everybody, so he's just under your crosshair all the time. <laughs> Also, he's there's the possibility, you know, he's like better fed and had more rest than a lot of the people he's fighting as well. Yeah, that's true. and also full plate armor is probably a big, big yeah. Uh, oh, advantage. it's a big, big plus. <laughs> I mean, armor is broken, but he was like, I thought he was drowning, and then he just like somehow got out of the water, and I was like, uh. oh, is he not in armor? And then he was in armor, so I was like, hey, how did he not drown? Well, he's not in the water; he's like on the deck, and the deck is sinking yeah. a bit. I swear there's a part where he's, like, in the water. Yeah, he's, like, in the water, but he's... That whole section is him, like... He's on the ships, and he's, like, grabbing at any rope or any any railings or whatever he can. He's, like, desperately crawling for, like, two paragraphs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not, I think that this is kind of bullshit. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> for him, for Tyrion, Tyrion noted thigh cramp waddler to be in full plate armor and like crawl out of the water and be totally fine i just can't believe it i think george likes his guy too much i mean he was riding for the most part he literally just fell off the horse like two pages from the end or something like that and then he was just crawling along decks i think I, i'm i don't know i don't it's like whatever it's it doesn't i don't think it's that interesting to even interrogate like yeah yeah, I agree. it's like, oh, the main character didn't die in this battle. <laughs> it's yeah. fucked up. I, I, I think in, in like battle scenes, I just kind of suspend my disbelief uh, because I have no idea I mean, what but is... I'm, I'm is just like interrogating, like, George made Tyrion good at fighting here. Why? What's the point of to that? Like, what does that give us I here? don't think he's that good mm. at fighting here. I think it's he, really... I mean, like, he, he says that he's shitty, but he's, like, shitty enough to do kills. Yeah. So is it like, oh, you don't actually have to be a trained knight to do murders? You can I just, like, so. be a bullshit artist? Yeah. Is that, like, what he wants to talk about? What George wants to say? Like, oh, like, training is stupid. Like, murder is not an art. That kind of thing. <laughs> uh, no, because he does say that the two guys that are good at fighting made it, like, mm. a dance. And they were, and they're, you know doing better than Tyrion. I think also I think Tyrion still got some training when he grew up like certainly more yeah. than most of the men at arms that he was fighting I probably. I feel like you could assume that, but I don't think there's any evidence to support it. I just I mean he's wearing full plate and he's swinging an axe around. So yeah, he doesn't need to be like super good. Okay. But I don't, I don't know if that's supposed to mean anything as far as the themes, or I don't know. You know like, I think it, I think it must. I mean, I agree. It feels like he's a bit too epic of a of a fighter yeah. here. But 
you can explain it with just the opposition is probably just even worse than him. That's it. I mean, no, I think you're right, Kay. I just don't really mind. <laughs> it's whatever. <laughs> All right, that's fine. Overall, I, I like to read this chapter like for just a bit. It's very concise. It's like, what, seven pages, eight pages? Yeah. And it's like three or four different uh, like locations he's just rushing through. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I think what I want to question more, like more than why he's epic at fighting is maybe why people are cheering for him because the... mm. go half man yeah they're like they're like go half man and it's yeah, i guess it's kind ironic. of it's i guess it's kind of ironic but also kind of not <laughs> it's just what you do yeah. you cheer on your leader yeah. whenever yeah, but they hate him it's maybe it's more mocking the the other like <laughs> the opposition that the whole look like okay this, this half man is is like fucking you up I could see that, yeah. They just like to yell stuff. He gave his epic speech before they walked out, and he said, well, I'm fighting for King's Landing, and this is your gate, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, hey, maybe this guy's kind of cool. Oh, yeah, I liked how the last Tyrion chapter ended with, like, oh, are people following me? And then at the beginning of this chapter, that's, like, not even anything. He's yeah. just, like, immediately arguing, like, uh, uh, ordering people around, like, oh, make a make a wedge, like... Okay, George, nice cliffhanger. You tricked me. <laughs> it would have been funny if it was just out there alone. Yeah, it would have been really funny. Okay. Oh, good. Yeah. Tyrion should have died there alone. <laughs> just close the, really just close the gates behind there. him. Yeah. And the yeah, Halfman from the from the battlements chain him. I now that I think about the entire thing, like even even the last chapter's ending, where they're like inspired by him, feels a little bit too much like oh, this is George's favorite character, so I'm going to make him epic for... I'm going to make him an inspiring fight leader for two chapters. I'm kind of starting to rotate it into, like, Tyrion is a very lucky person in his life because yeah. he, like, lived this, but he, like, acts persecuted the whole time. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm the yeah. unluckiest person in the world. Even though, like, every battle he's been in, he should have died 20 times and he didn't. I'm kind of interested yeah. in that angle. I think that's true. I just don't know how much of it is actually like meant as a theme by George. I think it is. Oh, everything is. I think it is a theme, like overall. I mean, he points it out that he points it out that like yeah. there's times where if he wasn't wearing his armor, he would have been dead because mm. he gets like an arrow like glances off the, his helmet right under his eye slit, and like uh, there's probably times in the Green Fork battle too. Mm. Yeah, which is like his class thing again, which is that. Oh, he, that's true. Yeah. He, he is privileged by being born into this incredibly wealthy and powerful family, whereas if he'd been born anywhere else, he would have probably like died as a child. It is, but at the same time, I feel like just from the tone of this and the previous and, and the end, ending of the previous Tyrion chapter, it feels like it's still supposed to feel cool. Like it's supposed to. I guess yeah. it's, I guess George is just having too yeah, much fun. Yeah, I do writing think it's Tyrion. meant to be like. Yeah, fun fighting battle. Like even stuff. if it's like objectively a thing of oh Tyrion is just lucky or oh he points out things about how it, he's just lucky that he's wearing armor. It's still like the writing feels like this is the cool battle. Yeah, scene. it's like exciting on purpose, and Tyrion gets like funny lines yeah. throughout the battle, and like the mm-hmm. guy who tries to kill him is painted as like a cold-hearted like murder man. So we're not supposed to think he's like doing it for any good reason. Mm-hmm. 
Wait, what good reason would he been doing it for? Hate Tyrion. <laughs> Bad man. <laughs> no, it could have been a character who who legitimately has been wronged by Tyrion. Yeah, plenty of people have been wronged by Tyrion. So you think it should have been like a small folk who no, I'm just had his house burned down? Should have been Shay. It could have been. It could have been Shay. I'm just saying that <laughs> if you look at like who is set up as opposition to Tyrion, you see like how we're supposed to view Tyrion. Because he's against this bad guy, so he's not a bad guy, basically. Just if I make it in like the most basic possible. Yeah, I think it could have been a good guy who tried to kill him. Or, or a character that we know, at least. Yeah, Mandon Moore is like nasty shithead. He's he's just the he's the dead eyed guy. He's the guy yeah. that Jamie said that you should worry about him mm. because you'd never know what his eye like his eyes are so dead that you'd never know what he's gonna do. Yeah, he's not yes. a character who left any impact. Yeah, he's not like a character where you're like, oh, I wonder what his complex motivations yeah. are. You're yeah, like, he's, oh, he's just like, like King Scott who will do whatever he's told to, even if it's like yeah. Immoral. Right, and and that's why that's an important part of the like criticism of the Kingsguard as an institution. Yeah. And also that ties into the themes about the others. I'm not saying that I think someone else should have killed Tyrion. I'm saying the person who attempted to kill Tyrion gives us information on how we as the reader are meant to view Tyrion. Okay. Mm. So you're just mad that Garm likes Tyrion. I'm just saying that this is another like instance of this is another way that, like, yes, but this is, like, another thing that's giving us information of how we're supposed to take this yeah. chapter. No, but I think it does boil down to uh, we're mad that Gurm hates Tyrion, but I think we're right I mean, to yeah. be mad about it because because he... It's wild. <laughs> because he should Because he shouldn't. Like, I get that he likes to write a complex character, but he always talks about how, ooh, I like Tyrion because he's such a... He's the most morally gray of all of my characters. But he's not. Like, he's always either supposed to be i i think he's not morally mm. gray he's I, I think george is like swinging back, back and forth and maybe later maybe, maybe when he gets to dance he gets more of a i think even in like storms he gets more of a grip on how to make him actually like morally gray and how to make that actually make him actually yeah like he's not so much morally gray as like tragic of his circumstances yeah kind of. mm. but all right um, i think he just doesn't make Tyrion mm. interesting enough in this book I, I would I would have, I'd be fine to agree with that because we we talked you know this whole entire year about yeah. Tyrion's trick and how it wasn't that interesting and etc and like the politics uh, weren't as clever as they feel on the first read and that there's not enough underneath that to make it worth it mm-hmm. but uh, the other thing is that like doing those kind of signifiers that you're talking about Kay, would is just like how you write. So yeah, I'm just like, I'm just bringing our attention to the mechanics of the writing. I'm not right. saying it's bad. And I'm just pointing it out. <laughs> I, I get it. I'm so, I'm not I'm not. I'm doing some literary analysis. I'm sorry to do it on the podcast. No, I'm just trying to figure out like what you know why it doesn't work because that's what it comes down to. Is like okay, you the the curtain all you know is. It's fine whenever it's working, but as soon as, if you don't like the curtain or you don't like the thing, and then you look behind it and see a man, then then it's it was bad. She was wearing a hat. No. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I don't know. We could talk a, a lot about Tyrion right now and about his like general arc for the the whole series, but I th- like you're 
Janusz, whenever you're saying that, like, he becomes more gray in dance, he doesn't. He he's gets like, so much worse in dance. Yeah, he's a lot worse. He worse. about his dance stuff, and it's no, so I don't, fucked up. No, I don't think he, but he becomes more gray. That's not, a good, that's not a good way to put it. He becomes more... Explicitly bad. Nuanced. It becomes more, yeah, he, he becomes more uh, like George is writing him as a bad character on purpose. Like, yeah, like more like okay. these Theon chapters, yeah. unless like yeah. Yeah, yeah, Tyrion exactly. chapters. Less like, ooh, a fun guy who's just doing some tricks yeah, and stuff, exactly. and more like, this guy has some serious problems and is doing some fucked up yeah. shit. I'm gonna say his morals haven't been explored that much so far. No. Yeah, it's just well, like he's doing a lot of politics that... and shapes, and like, it, there is some seeding and some stuff where like, eh, maybe like, you think that's good, but... Uh... I do think Tyrion's motivations are kind of weak. Yeah, I, uh, mm. I think in this book at least, yeah. I like I yeah I can agree with like I said I can agree with that mm. as far as um, how well they're conveyed, but the, I think that he's already been kind of writing them as for like a Theon chapter, except that the circumstances aren't as bad yet, and also that so the like overall tone has been lighter and that kind of thing, and there's some jokes etc. But I think he still has like. Like, in the Theon chapters, there's glimmers where he's feeling regret or feeling disgust at certain things he's doing. In the Tyrion chapters, the equivalent is like, oh, I'm trying to help this woman that I was careless and put into danger. I care about my nephew and niece and, and like, these sort of things. I think those are, like, we could argue about how well they get across to the reader, but I think those are real parts of his character that he does, like have good intent like good intentions and good and goodwill and then there's parts where he is spiteful mm-hmm. and uh careless and and has blind spots yeah. about how well he's doing things no i think i agree with that i think my problem is more and it's kind of the same thing you you like mentioned that it's like we can argue about how well that is conveyed in the Tyrion chapters and i think the difference is that in the theon chapters of this book we constantly feel in basically every single sentence feel the dramatic irony and we constantly feel yeah uh, how... the joke is always on Theon yeah exactly and in Tyrion chapters the joke is rarely on Tyrion but I don't I think that's more a function of like because the the stuff that would be dramatic irony in the Tyrion in this book isn't going to come into fruition till the next one mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It, it, Theon's arc is one book and way less chapters which is another thing we yeah. could yeah, I think you it, know it's six chapters instead of fifteen. I think what so. it boils yeah. down to is that he that the Tyrion chapters are just not purposeful enough in in their theming or in their. I can agree with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah I definitely I mean, like agree I, with that. Yeah, the the I think the length and the amount of ch- chapters yeah. is a detriment to how like economic George is. Anyway, in like getting these things across. This was like a real book club discussion. Yeah. It yeah, so it's like we were real literary critics rather than fools on the internet. Damn. <laughs> That's because we learned about foils, you know? Our, our literary <laughs> brains just so <laughs> turned on. You see, normally, normally the news section acts as a foil. Um, and because it's a short section. Okay. All right. Are we all done with Tyrion for now? Yeah, I'm I done with Tyrion. So. Yeah. All right. For now. <laughs> okay. God. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to our next Sansa chapter of the week. In this one... <laughs> woo! Hooray, Ooh. Sansa! In this one, uh, the, the news segment is brought to you by Lancel, who says, uh, <laughs> we, we've lost the battle. Oops. 
accident. Sorry, Cersei. Uh, the he battle says, is uh, over. The postal ballots haven't come in yet, but this is how I think that the battle is going. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm calling it for Stannis right now. <laughs> and so Cersei's like, uh, bring my baby boy here to be protected. And Lancel gets mad about that. He's like, no, when you made him re- retreat, it like made all the gold cloaks start abandoning. <laughs> so... The, the morale is already pretty bad. If he, like, comes and hides with the ladies, the morale will be at an all-time low. We can't allow this. So Cersei's like, uh, I hate you, bitch boy, and punches him in the gut where he has a sword wound and leaves. And everyone who's not Sansa just, like, starts freaking out because Cersei left and Sansa says, oh, I, I need to fix this. They're all scared. So she says, it's fine, actually. Don't worry. <laughs> Uh, look at these funny tricks, and then Moonboy does a cartwheel, and they all say, we love it. Not really. They, what do they do? They laugh nervously or something? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so then Sansa gets somebody to help Lancel with his dying wounds, and she gets mad at herself for doing it. She's like, oh, he's a Lannister. I should let him die, but I'm a silly little lady, so I am nice instead. I wonder if this no. is a theme of Sansa. <laughs> <laughs> Sansa says, what did I say last chapter? I think the... I'll, I'll try to make them love me. <laughs> I'll do that. I don't remember. Let's can't try recall. That. I'll try making them love me. That's a good trick. Sansa's <laughs> <laughs> <not> trick. <laughs> Being nice. <laughs> so then after she helps Lancel, uh, Sansa says, okay, I have to go now. Goodbye. And she goes up to her room, which I guess is connected to Meagor's old fast. I didn't realize that, but I guess it is. So she goes all the way up to her bedroom, and she looks out the window, and she sees all the fires, and she says, oh, this is not good. I guess I'll go to sleep, and it'll be better when I wake up. And then there's a, a nasty <laughs> Just gonna sleep bed. through this war, yeah. Yeah. Mood. But instead of getting a bed, she gets a scary man, and he's... Sandor Clegane. We all know and hate him. We all hate him on this podcast. Yeah, he's pretty problematic and in he's, this one. Yeah. And he's extremely drunk, apparently, and he's, like, covered in blood, and he's nasty, and he grabs Sansa and says, I'm gonna kill you if you try to run away or scream. I I came here because you said you'd sing a song for me, so you better do it or I'll kill you. This is the chapter that, like, Sansa and Shippers, like... Yes, yeah. people read. Yeah, it's very normal. <laughs> people with brain damage will read this chapter and say, "Wow, so romantic." That's yeah, really cool. Yep. <laughs> Germs like it, it talked about it where he's like, "Oh, they wrote to me and said, wow, it's really like sexy.'" <laughs> I will kind of talk about that. I think there's like theming in here about that that I think they get confused by. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is I think this is not on George. Like George does sometimes write like gross stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, this doesn't read romantic. Yeah. Yeah, no. Sansa's terrified Unless the you want time. to read it that way. I think George is innocent on this one. Mm. This one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, justice for George on this one. <laughs> yeah, so literally Sandor says, I have a knife to your throat, sing me a song. Sing me the Floral and John Quill song. Florian and John Quill. And Sansa can only remember the, the the sad hymn that she just sang, so she sings him mm-hmm. that instead. And then he cries and leaves. Yeah. And then Sansa is just, like, sad in her room by herself for a while until Dantos comes and says... Well, no, she hears the happy bells, and she's like, I don't know what bells mean. 
Why are they happy? She goes crazy. She decides to make it personal. (laughs) (laughs) She rips Dantus' head off as soon as he enters the room because (laughs) she has the bells. Dantus comes to tell her what the bells mean, which is that uh, they won the war somehow because (laughs) Renly came and saved everyone. We did a recount. We did a recap. Redley won. Every, the Clash of Kings yeah. is over. <laughs> Surprise, surprising writing candidate, Renly Baratheon. <laughs> Nothing but Renly. Yeah. <laughs> Renly of Bob. It's the fucking, the, the Jeb win, but it's Renly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're also happy that Renly is alive and well and he won the yeah. war. And that's the Great. end of the chapter. Great job by Renly. Great job. Yeah, I guess he saved he's alive. Sansa's life. I yeah, am. Renly's alive. He's back, baby. He's back and better than ever. It's really him. He's back in Pong form. Back, back again. <laughs> I'm pogging. <laughs> I can't believe we all thought he was dead and then he was yeah. actually fine. Yeah. yeah. Tricked us. That was the biggest fake out. You think um, a demon baby can keep him down? No way. <laughs> he was just like bleeding out of his mouth in, in a very gross way, but he's fine now. He's like, yeah, he's holding <laughs> yeah, he's his friend to the... talk. It's cool. God, that would be epic. Friendly should come back in a zombie form. <laughs> <laughs> Brooke, we didn't see them die on screen, uh-huh. so they aren't dead. Woke. We saw them die on screen, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, though. Yeah, if we don't see, like, their... It's the JoJo thing where if we don't see their... So, like, literally go up to heaven mm-hmm. and then smile from up, smile down <laughs> they from up there. They can come back at any time. Yeah. I can't wait for the Castellan of Storm's End to come back. He's fine, actually. Mm-hmm. What if the last, like, the long night, it's um all these, like, undead and white walkery, you know, there's whites, there's there's corpses, and then they're like, but we've got our own corpse army, and all the dead characters all oh have just been risen from the dead, and then they fight them, Ooh. it's a big zombie battle. You need the, the dead Ooh. to fight the dead, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, John's cell phone rings, and it's somebody, it's it's Rob, and then a portal opens behind him, and everybody runs out, like in the fucking Avengers movie. He says, heard you were having some trouble, and he's like, the, shit. Yeah. Backups arrive. Yeah, the only way to stop uh, to stop the evil Night King with an army of the dead is a good guy with an army of the dead. <laughs> it's been sad. Mm-hmm. All right, what do we think about this chapter? It's yeah, good. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Let's salute the real hero of this chapter, Moonboy, who is able to like perform juggling tricks under extreme pressure. True. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah a, he's fine. He's a I guess. True professional. <laughs> Yeah, he dropped every single wine cup on his head. Amazing. As a joke, he did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was I mean, yeah, at, on purpose. I'm, I'm literally saying it's amazing yeah. to land every single one on your yeah. head. Wow. Oh, I'm literally saying it's amazing. <laughs> 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 I, I see Kate try to do <laughs> that. Good. I think I could drop every wine glass on my head for sure. Get me some sugar glass. I will fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. No, I'll use real glass. I'm braver than Chaz. <laughs> okay. I see. I see. Issuing a clown challenge, are we? It's Clown Wars. Yes, 2020 20, 20, uh, Song of Babies and Puppies Clown Off. Let's go. <laughs> First you do a humorous rhyme, then you caper around the room, then you smash a wine glass on your head, and that's how you win the clown off. 
You're, my new my new clown paint configuration is just however the blood drips. <laughs> <laughs> Put that in the neck. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I like how Lancel just mentions to Cersei, Tyrion's probably dead. He was on the bridge of boats when it broke apart, and Cer- Cersei isn't doesn't ask what the fuck the bridge of boats is. No, she doesn't yeah. fucking give a shit. Not important. Where's my baby? Yeah, and he's also like, yeah, yeah, your son is dead either way. Like, just let him die out there. I, it's pretty crazy that Cersei lets Lancel say all this to her face and doesn't literally murder him. She just stabs him in the gut wound. She's very drunk. You'd think she'd be more prone to murder while drunk. Just like, hey, well, Sir, she, Sir this Ellen, is a, get this her guy. boy toy. No, she hates this guy. She's got plenty of boys now. Yeah, but he's blonde. But this one reminds her, yeah, she doesn't like the black-haired ones. That's true. I don't know. He's getting too mouthy, I think. Time to time to be done with him. Yeah. Well, she, I mean, she's got no time, but I imagine later she'll, you know, give it a yeah. go. Off with his head. <laughs> uh-huh. A woman also literally says about Cersei that she's running, which was very funny. Yeah, she's running. Yeah. <laughs> she's running. She's like, well, she's running. <laughs> we're fucked, I guess. <laughs> She's running. She's running. <laughs> yeah, say what you want about Cersei. She's running. I'm pretty impressed she's running in the outfit that she said she was in. Because she's a, she's a girl boss. She is a girl boss. She's a girl and she's a boss. Her dress had like no sleeves though, so that thing is bouncing. You gotta know. Mm. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Mm. I'm thinking I'm turning it over in my brain. <laughs> 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 she's running i love sansa here she's she she's sansa yeah. sansa is great and every single person in her life right now sucks so much shit oh my god yeah. i know poor sansa i love that she her immediate thing is like oh i have to help this guy and then she's like fucking stupid mm-hmm. why did i help him why am i still helping him god damn it i keep being nice i can't i can't stop helping she just she just does it because she's great and yeah. she cares about people, yeah. even though she shouldn't, probably, in the case of Lancel. <laughs> well, Lancel's, like, 16, so... Yeah, and he hasn't done that many things to her personally, I guess. That's true. And he also did help kill Robert, so I think he's um, yeah. morally correct and mm. good, so... Mm. He's morally great at the very most. You raised some points. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I kill Robert in my dreams every night. Okay. All right. We're going to have to talk about the Sandor scene, unfortunately. Hmm. <sighs> we mentioned Sandor already. Uh, I don't know how much. Yeah, he he's he's in his like, like most scene. desperate stage of yeah. being Sandor is crazy. wrecked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he saw a fire. He spooked. It's a. It was a pretty big fire. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> big fire, and then he got drunk. Like this is. It was yeah. actually twelve and and plus one fires too. So yeah. yeah. Oh, that, that would scare anyone, yeah. <laughs> he, he counted them and was like, okay, fuck this. <laughs> there was I just 12, six. I could deal with it. Yeah. yeah the, <laughs> that plus one broke me. Mob Psycho counter was going up to 12 plus one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, will, I think I will have to defend Sander a little bit in later books, because I, I still think he's an interesting character. For I still think the entire arc he's going through is interesting but he sucks so much in this chapter yeah <laughs> and this is his lowest yeah. point very very creepy yeah 
Like, he, he came to sleep in her bed and said he knew she would come. And then, like, grabs her and is like, I could take you away with me and no one would ever hurt you. And then she thinks he's trying to kiss her. And then he's, like, mad that she doesn't like that. Mm-hmm. She Yeah, he's, like, just holding her and saying, like, look at me in the eyes. Yeah. Or, he, and... he gets big Tyrion brain disorder here of, like, oh, you hate me for my nasty scar, don't you? And it's like, no, I hate you for your nasty personality, dude. <laughs> I hate you for the nasty things you do. I don't think he's only convinced that it's only his looks, but um, the looks are, are a... Uh, What's the word? They sort of, they sort of like represent the they sort represent. of all that's wrong with him, really, don't they? Yeah, like, this is what ruined him in his eyes, at least. Is this that is this happened? The face he, is a symbol for he the. He can person. no longer be an optimist. He can no longer believe in good things because this happened to him, and ever since then he's just been like, he's just been twisted on the inside, you know, like the Joker, mm-hmm. but like like the Joker in a Joker-esque I, fashion. I think this he's is kind of more like Two Face. I think. Yeah, he's more like he's very much like he's got two faces. <laughs> it's oh like. <laughs> Do you think George knows about comics? Oh, he does definitely. Uh, yeah, he's put he's put references I'm, I'm, in comics. It's possible. I, oh, I yeah. know. No, you were being the sarcastic. <laughs> you know, you know. He's, I mean, he literally yeah, names um, the like place where his spin-off book series Wild Cards that definitely that he he's writing instead of. Writing a song of ice mm. and fire takes place. He named that place Joker Town. So, yeah, and he just had uh, the Hulk fight Two Face in the uh, in the battle we're talking about. Yeah. Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah, I do think I do think obviously what Sansa does here is Sansa. Obviously, what Sansa does here is fucked up and creepy and stuff. But I think this it is very interesting in his. It's a it's a cry for help. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's like him running to like the only person who's ever in his eyes shown him like warmth or kindness, even if it was basically under duress, and who he sees as like this sort of strange, optimistic child who is a child, and he's like, "I will go here. This is the only safe place mm. in the castle." And it's just such a a weird but like very interesting thing that he does. I don't know. And it's really sad. I think he is a very interesting character because he's so stunted, like mm. <laughs> internally, like by everything. Yeah, it's the first mm. time he really acts like vulnerable and kind of admits that he's fucked up pretty, pretty well, openly. This, I think the second time because he does the same thing when he gets drunk and tells her about like how he got these scars. Yeah, but that yeah, um, mm-hmm. but, and that's the sort of same yeah. emotions I think, but like a lot more extreme. Mm. I mean, here he, like, specifically wants her to ask about... So he says, don't you want to ask who's winning the battle? Because she's she's basically, like, you know... Very scared. Dumb. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. and she says, who won? And he says, I don't know who won. All I know is that I'm the one who lost. <laughs> <laughs> he, he thought up that joke. Please, please set me up for my, for my epic time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, please let me open up to you and about how I have lost all my shit and my spaghetti is all over the floor. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have zero friends. Uh, I know zero people. Um, please, someone ask me how I am. Bad. Okay, didn't it earn him any points whenever he says, Bloody Dwarf, I should have killed him years ago? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
relatable. I feel like he says that with a dagger to Sansa's throat, so I'm not like giving him mm. a lot of points at this time. Yeah, that's mm. true. He should have, though. And then I do, unfortunately, want to talk about how there's like a symbolic deflowering scene, basically. Uh. No? Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't read it? What about you, Emmanuel? Uh, well, go on, because I think I uh, missed it. It's like av- right after Sansa sings her song, the hound is like on the bed with her, and she like reaches up to touch him, and she says that she feels the stickiness of blood and a wetness that was not blood. And like and he's crying, but that's also yeah. like fairly mm. sexual, I think. And oh, then yeah. and then yeah. he he leaves the bed with cloth ripping, and then she like gets under his cloak, and it's like a white wool stain with blood, which is like yeah. very much like the like the marriage bed thing. Yeah, I mean, like wrapping a cloak is literally a wedding ceremony, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, this is what I think the like mm-hmm. brain damaged people see that like there is yeah. a metaphor here. There is, but it's just a metaphor. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's not, and and I won't deny that I don't think that. Like, obviously, I think that Sandor probably has, uh, you know, urges or whatever or, or attractions. But um, I mean, like, spoiler, he did, he tells that he intended to rape Sansa in this scene, but then she sang such a sad song he couldn't. We'll talk about that yeah. when we get there. I I think this is the type of thing where it's like it was in his mind but he wasn't gonna do it and later he just pulls from that because of spoiler reasons mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But, like, but even having the like oh i could do this is pretty mm-hmm. bad i think it's pretty bad oh sure but i don't think it's that uh not normal yeah. i guess or or at least for the you know like for the, for the like yeah for the westeros sure it's um and yeah i think i said a while ago that um <laughs> sansa's sandor's mom do you remember oh, yeah. that what? It, sounds, <laughs> it was like yeah. a really quick thing that we brushed over and it wasn't yeah. Um, yeah but it's not wrong i mean sansa's sansa's sandor's dead little sister right that too, that too yeah. and that's another yeah. thing i wanted to talk about because and it's something that comes up a lot. So the you know we we may have noticed a, a pattern of men being horny for their sisters in these series. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> and my big brain genius take on that is um, in the same way that we've talked about how you know Azora High's like original sin or whatever is like forcing uh, women to mature before they're able or before they're you know the real time Mm -hmm. upsetting the order of nature Mm -hmm. and also stabbing his wife and also stabbing his wife who was probably also his sister oh no oh actually that yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah (laughs) send send this to me she doesn't know (laughs) I've, i've said that before i think but yeah but you said so many things yeah, uh, but the thing is, is that at least, like, especially with Tyrion, it's very, very, like, misplaced uh, Oedipus complex thing, like, with his attraction to Cersei because his, he didn't know his mother, and, and Cersei I think is that's, like, yeah, well, I think that's for sure, like, what Grimm is going for with that dynamic between Cer- Tyrion and Cersei, but I think it shows up in other places, too, because, like, there's all these characters that their mother mothers died, and because of that, the sister, like, becomes 
the kind of surrogate mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's this weird fucked up dynamic with that. So like. Yeah, it's like you're the only female in my life. Are you? Are you my mother, or am I meant to want to have sex with you? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, anyway, that's why. I, like, I think it's it makes sense that Sansa can be Sandor's sister and his mom. <laughs> And and she sings the mother song here, which is yeah. pretty... Yeah. And she sings the mother song, yeah. The mercy song. The please don't fucking kill me right here song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The please calm down out of your blood rage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Please find therapy. Please, please God. Please go to therapy. Please invent therapy. Please, someone. <laughs> I need it right now. What if Hannibal was in the Song of Ice and Fire universe and he gave all of them therapy? Hannibal Bolton. Yeah. Hannibal Burress. Hannibal Burress. But I think think that's something that's going on with Asha and Theon, too. They're like... Uh Uh-huh. So, yeah, that's my... Feudalism forces uh, sisters to become parental figures and it's bad yeah i mean catelyn like directly says that yeah 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 she never got to be normal like she literally says my dad said you're lady of the house now because your mom died and she said thank you dad i will yeah so is sir Tyrion's mom yes yeah but like the mom that hates him Mm -hmm. she's pretty milfy with it and we could talk about this later but I think that's another thing. I don't know. I've been thinking about Shay also. I know we're mad about it and over it, but I have been doing all the work that Garm didn't put down (laughs) on the the page. And I think I am like sold that this is uh, that Tyrion part of his attraction to Shay, at least like is, is, uh, you know, the same thing that Cersei is doing with Lancel. Even though Shay is younger Mm. than him by a lot. Um, yeah, but I don't think that... I mean, we're just talking about how we're forcing girls to take on roles that are... Yeah, yeah. sure. Listen, when you're, a, when you're a stunted man who is obsessed with women, isn't it always kind of like you're trying to, like, have another mother? Isn't that, like, a thing? Yeah, that's you know? what they're all doing. Be, yeah. be my new mom. Yeah. Yep. Not that right. I'm that, but, you know, I'm them. <laughs> all right. Are we done with this chapter? Do we want to do spoilers? Let's spoil. I think we can do. Did we talk about? Do we need to talk about Dantes at all? I guess not really. Fuck that guy. Let's <laughs> talk about that in spoilers. I think. Yeah. Cause, I don't know. All right. Everyone gets to say spoilers on one time. Oh, hey there, mighty! It's the spoiler zone. Oh, avast! Off, <laughs> 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 off the starboard bow. Let's just go with something new today. But. Pretty good. Do you know who let the vanguard? It was spoiler zone. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler zone. Spoiler zone. Spoiler zone. Spoiler zone. All right, now we're in the spoiler zone. What if it was really Renly? <laughs> right. We don't know yet. <laughs> what like, why we're in the spoiler zone? I never really like fully got the joke why it needed to be Renly. To be honest, at the end. Because half of Stannis's army was Renly's men. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and then they see Renly and they're like, oh, yeah. I've abandoned my boy. So they just throw down, you know, the, a bunch of them turn cloak right yeah. there. Yeah. They're like, oh, that's yeah. definitely the dead guy. 
That's Renly's classic armor that no one else can. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really, it's really a sort of um, uh, Pat, Pat Patroclus uh, Achilles is. thing. It really is. It's mm-hmm. so fucked up. Yeah. When I'm thinking about it, except except Loras couldn't fit in the armor. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so sad. <laughs> yeah, it's Garland in there. Yeah, I like Garland. He doesn't really do much, but good for him. It's cool that they point out specifically, like, Guyard Morrigan got owned by him, who was, like, a former, like, King's Yeah, Guyard Morrigan was, he was in the Rainbow Guard, and then he went over to Stannis. Yeah. They killed the green man. (gasps) Yeah, and he's also, I mean, his last name Morrigan is, like, a name for the the triple goddess witch, yeah. Mm, Mm. Like in Dragon Age. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, like of history yeah morgan is a character in dragon age yeah well whatever she's named after the real one who is definitely yeah, real know. of history that's <laughs> like just, the, I'm the just messing fifth with you. video game reference we have this week this is we're gamers we're gamers our, most our fans know that gamer episode ever. dear listeners have you heard of video games it's the worst it's the worst medium that exists but it's only the only one that matters so Please check it. It's out. also the only form of art that's yeah. real. So, yeah, jot that down. <laughs> Podcast. Who's the Morgan from the? What's the fighting game that has the? Oh, the Bat Lady. Yeah. Uh, Dark Soccers, I think. Yeah. <laughs> There's that one. Hmm. This is great content. This is. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, he dies, but. Hey, if Renly, if it wasn't enough that Renly was a reincarnation of Robert, he's also gonna come back to life again. Too. Good for him. I just wish he. Mm. Why can't he just really be a zombie? That would be fun. Just because he if didn't he was have any for real a zombie. He didn't have any red red witches on his side. He doesn't have the same like strength of vengeance as like Cat does to come back as a zombie. You know, I think her he her emotional it. state is more set up. What if what if Mel just felt bad and resurrected him? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what he did in the show to John, right? Like I don't <laughs> remember that them giving a coherent reason why she bought brought back John because she could do it. <sighs> they didn't even. They didn't even give a coherent like she cut his hair. <laughs> yeah, it was so intimate. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, she she undressed him and cut his hair. Yeah. Oh yeah, his his whole booty ass was out. I remember that. Yeah, he got yeah. a big boner. Yeah. Thoros like <laughs> ha- does a spell where he fills his mouth with literal yeah. fire and then breathes it into yeah, it's Beric. Epic. A heterosexual kissy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beric didn't just like pretend to be drowning to do the the trick of get nice hot lady. Uh, I mean, I would if, if it was swim worked. guard. What do you call it? The pole pole um, lifeguard. That swimming guard. Sure. <laughs> you know enough. the the. You know the Baywatch. Yeah. The thing the that they movie. that was in every movie in the eighties yeah. that had a teenager yeah. in it. Oh, and come mm. give me kissy. Oh, we love it. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Melisandre also doesn't know how to do that yet, or doesn't know that it works. I don't think, unless she she could, but she hasn't she, tried yet. I don't know why Thoros would be better at magic than her. Guess he says like, this is so off topic, but anyway, he just <laughs> says that it's like it's like what red priests do as like a rite of yeah. death. Yeah, yeah. For everybody, but then it just started working again. Oh yeah. Oh, interesting. 
That makes sense, yeah, because of the magic. Because of the dragons. Does that mean that, like, red priests would bring people back to life, like, all the time, then, in the past? I guess. That's fucked up. How many yeah, red priests were there in the past? Up. I mean, it's a pretty big sect, right? Well, it is now. I guess it could have started small and gotten bigger. But it's also, I mean, they teach that, like, they say, like, anybody that's fighting with Azor High will be raised again or something like that. Like, okay. If you if you are join Jesus, then you will have eternal life, that type of thing. But really, they're just talking about like you guys were joking about zombie armies fighting yes. before, <laughs> but that's that's literally what it's nice. gonna be. <laughs> like the original Last Heroes Twelve, I'm pretty sure were undead uh, dudes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I love that. Good for them. I love it. Jokes just turn into real shit. I hope it, I hope Victorian <laughs> dies a lot. And gets resurrected a lot, but we still get his POV, so we can see how bad it scrambles your brain out. <laughs> yeah. We're in oh. spoiler zone! I'm allowed to talk about Victorian. Oh, Victorian, yeah. No, I just didn't understand the name you said. You cut oh. out there for me for a second. No. I thought you said Tyrion. No, Victorian. Because he has his special friend <laughs> who gave him the lava arm. Yeah. So he can, yeah. he can resurrect him as much as he wants. Oh, God, what funny. if he... What if, yeah, with every resurrection it gets even dumber. Yeah. And no one will notice. <laughs> <laughs> I think it actually, it would like probably bring him back to like the baseline. So it would actually make him smarter. Uh-huh. Like he's like <laughs> back to factory settings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that feel but... when you die just to become smarter, <laughs> just to become less so of scary. a dumbass. If if it worked, I would do it. I'd do that every night. <laughs> god. What were we going to talk about here? Blackwater. Uh, uh, the first Tyrion. The pod is cool. We love him. Pod is mm. nice with it. He's just a little baby. Think Sen- hmm? I, yeah, I don't know why I said nice with it. He, he's, <laughs> he's, cool. he's just nice. <laughs> did a good job. He's just nice. He's just nice. Not with it. The, but the... Um, Not yet. Who do you think sent Mandan Moore to kill? Do you think it was Cersei or Joffrey? Or some other person? I'm not sure. I think probably Cersei. I thought it was it was clear that it's it's Cersei, but that's just my eight year old memory from what's happening in the following books. Tyrion thinks it's Cersei later. Yeah, I feel like Joffrey is such like a, a silly, stupid little boy that he would never be able to act like he hadn't ordered Tyrion killed. You know? Mm-hmm. Um I forget if he interrogates him about it, though. I mean, they were talking to each other a chapter ago, and it was, like, completely normal. Oh, you think Joffrey would be, like, hands sweaty and he's weak? He'd be something, right? Don't you think? Yeah, something sinister or something. Or yeah. Pay more attention. But he would say, yeah, he's like, just, oh, good luck out there in the He'd, like, either, there, like, seem really smug, yeah, or, like, be really nervous, but he's just, like, completely normal. He's just like, go let me do my, my murders or whatever. I just, I, I just feel that no one predicted Tyrion going out in the sortie. I don't know why they would specifically tell like Mandon more of the White Cloaks that he should try and kill Tyrion. I just, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Well, it's just like Mandon make it look like an accident. And the other thing is that Cersei did. This reeks of like her method of yeah. assassination, where she sends a. Uh, on on a hunting trip, she her plan is just get him drunk. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, just make it look like an accident. I think it's Cersei. 
And it, and it kind of calls to that when, like, Lancel mentions Tyrion and she's, like, not interested. Because she already knows mm. that Tyrion is going to die, hopefully. So that's, like, mm-hmm. not new information to her. She only wants to hear about Joffrey. I, I think it's definitely Cersei. I don't think it matters a whole lot, but um, it's probably Cersei. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good for her. Sense. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like, um, uh, what do you call it? It's, um, fuck. What, what seems most obvious is probably what it is. Um, Occam's razor. razor. That one, Occam's razor. But I don't know. I just, I think part of me thinks that Mandon Moore was just like, I think this battle's gonna go wrong, and I'm just gonna kill Tyrion and desert. What if Mandon Moore just did that? Yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> was like, maybe Stannis is a better bet. I'll just kill Tyrion and hope that he like. Maybe he it. just hates Tyrion, dude. You know? <laughs> maybe he just hates. Maybe Mandon Moore has a complex inner life that Tyrion has been neglecting, and he's like, I'm sick of this guy. Maybe him and Shay had an affair um, <gasps> in previous years. Okay. <laughs> I revenge. mean, Man Moore was very homoerotic with the other white cloak in this chapter, I have to say. Mm-hmm. They were dancing mm-hmm. butt to butt. They were dancing butt to butt in a beautiful way. And I mean, everyone knows that if you're in the Kingsguard, you're gay. Um, yeah. Or you love honor. There hasn't both. been, like, wars fought over that uh-huh. or anything. <laughs> yeah, what about fucking... What's his name? Eris Oakheart. Oh, there's yeah. that, there's, um, the, I don't remember the history, God, there's, I'm, like, Amon, the I'm Dragon so, Knight. I, I'm pogging already for Aerys Okai to die. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even know him, but he's <laughs> gonna die. It's so exciting. Favorite deaths of the series for some reason. It's very funny that he gets a POV yeah. in order to yeah. die. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, do we have any more spoilers to talk about? But I can think of. Um, only that. I don't know. Uh, the Sedontis stuff, I guess. It's that he is very excited not to die here, yeah. but. Most people would pog not to die. I, I would think say. it's just yeah. very funny that he's the one who's bringing her the news. It's nice that he came <laughs> to find her, I guess. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> kind of. We didn't really talk about his, like, whole. Dantos being like this failed knight, but mm. he's still like a romantic kind of, but also he's a scumbag. Yeah. Mm. And that's like, a, I'll do anything for drinking money. And But but it is pretty epic to see some banners and uh, see a battle one, which is like really interesting. I did like Sansa's one line where she was like, oh, Dantos was a knight, he'll protect me. No, actually, he's a shitty knight, and if I asked him to protect me, he'd just die. Yeah. But I also think that, like, the, like, the banners, oh, to be a knight, is, like, directly from Gurm, basically. Like, it's yeah. it's kind of the other half of, like, you know, because Gurm, obviously, he'll talk about how war is hell, but also he thinks it's kind of epic sometimes. Yeah, it's a good contrast. To, like, we had the, the <laughs> yes. Tyrion chapter before where it was all, like, guts and mud and... and Someone literally got stabbed with a banner. <laughs> dirt and grody and yeah. shit like that, and now it's like, oh, like... Renly in his shimmering armor came along and, like, won the battle, and now the beautiful banners are streaming everywhere, and, yeah. It's immediately immediately romanticized again. If Renly was here, war wouldn't be hell. Yeah. This is why Stannis is evil villain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, for all we talk about during the, the Davos chapter, like, what if they just put more thought into it? Would it be possible for Stannis to win this, like, no. at all? I mean, he was winning until, like, 
Tyrion, uh, Tavin came along. Yeah, exactly. Much, but that so. would always happen. So mm. it's like, I mean, maybe if they had been faster, but like the, they were slow because the boats were slow to get there. And that was just like weather. Mm. Well, it's also the like ferrying all these men across the river. I mean, I don't think he could have been faster today. But if he'd done this like maybe three days before today, then I think he could have won. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. But that yeah, would, yeah, the yeah, fleet yeah. would have to get there. Yeah, if he hadn't, if he hadn't stopped to take um, uh, Storm's End. Yeah, definitely that. Oh, and the other thing is that this is Melisandre's other vision yeah, coming it is. true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Mel! Does she not know that all her visions are real and like some of them just are happening in a way she doesn't understand, or what? Because she see- she seemed to be like oh, this vision will just not come true if we do things differently. But that's never, ever happened. What What was the vision exactly? She, like, she saw Renly, like, rushing them from the back and okay. making them lose. Yeah. Oh, well, it's, yeah. it's prophecy, in it, you know? We hear it from Stannis. He, Stannis says, oh, I went here because she saw if I go to King's Landing, I'll be beaten by Renly. But if I come here... I'll get Renly's power. But then both happen. Yeah, the if-then is, like, pretty suspect to me there. I wonder who put that if-then there, if it was Mel or Stannis. It's probably Mel, I'd assume. I guess, but, like, has Mel... I don't don't think she's telling telling him, like, you know, just objectively what she saw. Yeah, but has... She's filtering everything to manipulate him. Do we get any indication that Melisandre has ever seen a vision that didn't come true? Uh, not not besides like ones that just haven't the Fucking book hasn't gotten there yet. Stannis yeah. becoming a Zora High, am so, I right? So why would Mel think that a vision could be circumvented? I don't know. She's been studying it for a long time, and that's just what she thinks. I think that she's like wishful thinking. I think that Mel is like so into Stannis that she's like, well, I don't want him to lose like this vision showed me, so I'm just gonna do some crazy bullshit. I think Mel is like being a bad red priest because she's clouded by how much she likes Stannis. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Yeah, like I can't... That's true. But the reason that she likes Stannis is that you know, she sees in her visions that he's the dude, I guess. (laughs) Mm. I don't know that that's true either. Because she sees in her visions that John is the dude. She does later, but she she doesn't know who John is. Who the fuck's John? The other yeah, like if she's seeing things that are just like in symbolic terms, and she sees Stannis like doing a bunch of things that you know, like he's gonna go and fight wildlings. He's gonna go and uh, he's gonna have a magic sword in his hand and whatever. I don't know. I. I'm just kind of trying to say that I think Mel likes Stannis as a person. I mean, that's true. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. Probably. Because he is like, because she was like, like a slave, like ostensibly like a sex slave, right? Mm. And he like, kind of like respects her as a person, which is pretty weird for like a woman in her position. So I think, I think she just likes him. I don't know. Like, I feel like she's really old and like, she's... I don't think she's, like, at the point where uh, just, like, some little validation like that is, like, what... Like, I don't... I'm not gonna say that it's nothing, but it that it is, like, determining her whole shit. 
I think they have an interesting relationship. It is interesting. I mean, we do see later that she's, like, so far on the Stannis train that she won't see anything else, basically. Yeah. Where... Is there anything for these chapters? Yeah, I'm, like, looking at the chapters, <laughs> wondering if... Yeah, we're not talking about anything that actually happens in these chapters, really. Um, <laughs> I feel like we're, go- we're done. There's no cool symbolism at all? Oh, sure, let's look for some symbolism. Let's... Cersei has wildfire <laughs> eyes, we talked about that. Um... <laughs> Uh, everything is on fire there's ash everywhere uh-huh. there's a lot of like white cloaks getting sullied in this mm. like Mandan mm-hmm. and uh, Sandor they, yeah, they get like blood Balon. on their cloaks and stuff yeah I don't know if that's anything there's a uh, you know battle's messy like there's a specific line of like Balon Swan is more of a spotted knight than a white one I don't know because like mm-hmm. spotted is um, children of the forest isn't it so I don't know if that's yeah. anything. Uh, let's see. I thought it was interesting that the bridge was like ostensibly named Dragon's Bane. I wondered if that had anything to do with like the. Oh, um... uh, the one ship at the yeah. foot is uh, the ship Dragon's Bane. Yeah, so it it kind of looks like the bridge is named Dragon's Bane, sort of, because like mm. the foot of the bridge has that that name prow on right, it. Right, right. Yeah. So I wondered if like. You know, you could see, like, oh, the original, like, bridge in the Weirwood net was, like, against dragons or something. Like, anti-Targ or anti-Jade, whatever. Um, I mean, so, like, the thing that, like, the Weirwood net is, like, a net that catches dragons or whatever. Yeah, sure. Like, uh, I don't know. I didn't take much from that. I just thought it was, like, so pointed that it must mean something. And then there's a part where Mandan Moore is green, white, and red with blood, which I thought was interesting. Like the green fire was sh- the green fire was shining on his white armor, and his gauntlet was sticky with blood. So I was like, oh, three colors, interesting. Uh, there was a part where when uh, Sansa found Sandor in her bed, he was all black and green, and I was like, oh, he's black and green, interesting. He was black, green, and a mm-hmm. dog. <laughs> Don't you laugh like that's not Those something. Those are magic colors, right? Huh? Hmm? Well, it, like, being black and green is another, like, others and, like, green people together kind of thing, you know? Yeah. What do you think, Emmanuel? Uh, I, I think it's just... If you say it's just colors, I'm gonna fucking <laughs> flip this lamp. <laughs> Where's... Uh, hold on, let me look at the line. Where's it at? Uh, outside, a swirling lance of jade light spit at the stars, filling the room with a green glare. She saw him for a moment, all black and green. The blood on his face dark as tar, his eyes glowing like a dog's in the sudden glare. So there's, like, jade there, So he's there like too. Shaggy Dog. Yeah, yeah, he's like Shaggy Dog. And then the light faded, and he was only a hulking darkness in a stained white cloak. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I could say about, like, every sentence... In all these, like, where everything's on fire and, like, you know, there's others everywhere and there's there's stag men everywhere and there's, you know, dead men and, and burning men and watery men. I don't know. It's it's kind of just all in here. Is Sandor kind of, like, warg-coded, too? Hmm. Because he's the hound and he wears, like, a dog's head. Yeah, I mean, he's, like, one of the wolves. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Warg- warg-coded. 
can't be offensive about walks around uh, Sandor because he's walk coded. <laughs> I think that's all my my colors that I underlined. It's all the colors. Yeah, that's all the colors that I I think. Once again, our listeners are clapping as they hear colors and numbers. <laughs> our listeners say, I understand it, yes. finally. Thank you to Song of Babies and Puppies podcast for helping me to understand what a color yeah. or a number finally is. Finally, a podcast says colors. All right. Mm-hmm. Would we like to go into the ending segment Please. of our podcast? Yes. Yeah, let's oh, do there it. Is We've a, been wait. talking No, Emmanuel. Uh, There's one that's kind of funny. Fine. It's just one. Say okay. one joke. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever the bell starts ringing, um, it says there's there's it was a deep throated bronze booming, and uh, you know how I've said that the like the horn blast going off is like the is like the throat slitting, you know the and then they use like the bronze knife in the ceremonial throat slitting like Mary does that. And uh, and brands one dream that happens, so but so it's a bronze deep throating. <laughs> Hell yeah! Okay. All right, that one was good. I liked it, Emmanuel. Worth it. All right, now it's time for lemon cakes. Emmanuel, you have to go first. Okay. Uh, wait. When? Just now. Just now. This isn't even a long recording. <laughs> I don't. True. I don't even have anything. Um. <laughs> I like the only thing I've been doing is watching Venture Brothers and and sewing. So that's, that's good. good. I love your simple life. I also have like two half lemon cakes because uh, one of them is I finished season two of Haikyuu. It was good. It was good. I don't have anything else to say about it besides you know it's great. We already talked about Haikyuu, and Wait, also do our boys win? Huh? Don't don't spoil if the boys do win. Bo- <laughs> okay, never mind then. <laughs> oh, I thought of something. And my other like. Half lemon cake is Danganronpa, which I started playing, but I haven't gotten <laughs> far enough I'm into it. Shaking my head no to that one. <laughs> I haven't gotten far enough into it that I can, uh, I can full-heartedly make a judgment. But so far, pretty twisted. I mean, once you started reading Homestuck, it was inevitable, <laughs> and you yeah. had to do it. <laughs> All right, we're gonna circle back to Emmanuel, I guess. Emmanuel, what do you have to say? Oh, um, there's a podcast I listen to that is called middle brow madness is about they and they just put out a new episode after like six months <laughs> what they do is they talk about movies specifically they took like a screenshot of the imdb top 250 a couple years ago when they started and put it into a big bracket and so they added six movies of their own picks to even to get a 256 bracket and then they're just going through and it's good Oh, okay. So they're going to find mm. the best movie? Asterisk. Yeah. They're on noise space, okay. so <laughs> they're, I guess, friends of the show by, <laughs> by, proxy. by proxy. Yeah, Friends of enemies of the show. <laughs> <laughs> we don't trust noise space, people. This yeah, is just... a good episode's production, mm. so... It, no yes, noise space hosts here. Yeah, never. Those, those <laughs> big corporate podcast networks. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm pulling my collar. Uh-huh. Corporate fucks. <laughs> okay, um, it's only been like four days since our last episode, so it's hard to like it's been yeah. have a That's new thing. But um, I'd, I'd say that to today, I've been reading. I've been reading a manga called Jujutsu Kaisen, and <laughs> I haven't heard of it. Tell me more. Yeah, 
Uh-huh. It's pretty good. It's about just like a boy who likes to eat fingers. I'm just on chapter like 40. It's, it's gotten pretty exciting. Bunch of sad stuff happened, but it was, you know. You're going to be done in like a day, Chaz. There's only like 120 chapters out. I know. I'm the best at this. <laughs> you see, <it> was, <laughs> as soon as I start something, I have to consume everything so that I can win. That's um, <laughs> You win at consuming media? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's how I um, So I know more I than everyone. Yeah. It is. I have to win at the art, else I, I feel like I haven't done enough. Um, but yeah, it's pretty pretty good, and I'm enjoying it so far. So That's a really good podcast that you should check out about it. Um, Forgot the name. Uh, yeah, I can't remember it. Um, probably not important, but you know, look around. You might be able to find it. Mine will be... Uh, I watched like a very short anime. Like a, It was just like 11 episodes long, called Given, and it was about like some little anime boys who made a band it was very nice and sweet and i liked it and i finished it in like ridiculously fast even though it was very short yeah yeah i heard great things about it gonna have to it was nice it was like it was nicer than i expected it to be and it was sad and i cried a lot (laughs) all right i have to pull from like my general enjoyment over the last few months because i don't have anything recent (laughs) uh Dipping into the Rainy Dave uh, Lemon Cake Fund. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> music recommendation. Uh, listen to J-pop slash metal band Lady Baby. If you're not familiar, like they have a, a pretty strange history that a few years ago they started out rather gimmicky with like there was a big buff wrestler who was doing like the growl- metal growling stuff together with two just j-pop singers uh and the gimmicky part was that they were all wearing like uh schoolgirl uniforms and the guy also had like uh pigtails and it's it's also his wrestling persona that he's uh who is this guy it's like an australian wrestler i can i can look up the or just look up lady baby and you will find it but i found the image yeah i just have to disable ad blocker to find out who this wrestler <laughs> is so uh, and he left, and and they replaced him with uh, just another like J-pop singer. But she's also doing the growling voice, which is very funny because a lot of it just sounds like a kid trying to sound like an adult on the phone. But she's having fun with it, and yeah, it's uh, it's gotten a, a little more serious. Like the 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 early stuff is really just funny. Big man is doing the growling and to schoolgirls are singing uh, a funny j-pop to it and the more recent stuff is just like pretty nice uh metal hi all right i would love to one day understand your taste in music because it's been <laughs> I, w- I would too <laughs> <laughs> but you know you 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 watch one like j-pop metal band on youtube and you get weird <laughs> recommendations yeah apparently and you fall down a rabbit hole uh going by the persona lady beard and he has been cro- yeah. cross-dressing since he was 14 okay so, good for him yeah pretty cool we've got like i don't i don't know what k likes but we've got like somebody who likes weezer somebody yeah. who likes uh whatever Chaz likes weezer and stuff <laughs> we all like weezer here. i like many things listen i have a very taste so don't pigeonhole me um, I, I listen to exclusively mashups with Death Grips lyrics in them, <laughs> and then 
Yeah. What does Kay listen to? Um, I don't really know. Kay likes the Bucks next song. <laughs> I do like the Bucks next song. Last year, when like everyone started doing those like Spotify like year review things, I have one friend who's like super into music, and he was like super making fun of me for having almost no like music stats, and I was like, okay. Because I usually, like, listen to, like, YouTube random playlists or something. So I was like, okay, I'll listen to all my music on Spotify for the whole year. And then we'll understand my music taste. So that's still ongoing. But in, in, a, in, in two months, we'll understand. Okay. I have two moods, which is, like, I want something mellow. I want something that sounds like someone's, like, strangling a guitar <laughs> um, while, like, weird bird <laughs> noises play. And those are the two things I like to listen to. I think my moods are, like... <laughs> either something that's like kind of weird i don't know i can't i i just realized i can't even put them put put my music taste into i look i just like king gizzard and the lizard wizard and i like sufjan stevens and i think that's it and i like ween i i generally just like stuff that stands out in some way yeah it's yeah. like my taste i recently re- listened to have any of you listened to a lot of dispute? Hey, this is no, not the podcast, know. by the way. Yeah, what the Can fuck? Can we end the podcast? Okay. This is the podcast. People love it. It helps them develop a parasocial <laughs> relationship with us. Okay. All right. If anyone wants to cry, listen to the album Wildlife by Lot Dispute. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Always nice when you listen to us. And you're welcome for our good taste. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget to tweet at May. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, don't tweet at her, but do remember to tweet hashtag make her understand. Hashtag Azora High is evil. Hashtag Azora High is evil. You, know. you can't tweet at her, but be friendly. Mm. Yeah. Uh, tweet hashtag Azora High is evil, and then just tweet like uh, fuck Azora High, yeah. like we're all about to say. Uh, mm. Maybe also tweet like fuck Notacast, fuck Brendan Beefish. <laughs> yeah, cyberbully Brendan Beefish online. I think that's good. You should yeah. do that. <laughs> just cultivating rancid energy here on this one you're welcome we have gotten to a point where we have overtaken them so i think now it's time to as far as yeah it, we've overtaken them as far as yeah, exactly. chapter placement no that's all all that matters we're gonna overtake them in listeners <laughs> okay. too from this point on because the listeners are hungry for like content that goes past whatever chapter they've been talking about for three weeks. We're using the Chaz consuming media battle plan for beating them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And we're winning. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. Fuck Sandor. Fuck Sandor. Fuck Fuck Sean Connery. Fuck Brendan Beefish. Yeah, fuck, fuck Joe Biden. Fuck Brendan. Uh, um, the end. Bye. bye. Give, me, give me my money, Joe Biden. <laughs> give me my money.
let him grab it. I felt myself float into the madness. All your answer, I reached out and grab, 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 grab.